You can bring up whatever you want toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Joining you as always on this Monday evening, it is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those there on us. That once again, freetalklive.com. We start things out by going straight into the phone calls. Let's go to the amplifier line and talk to Will in Hawaii. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Will. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, about a week ago Thursday, um, a guy, or I guess a week and a half ago Thursday, a guy from Nova Scotia called um, saying how in his town there was a law where they didn't allow businesses to operate on Sundays. Yes. Um, that's basically, um, the way I see it, probably the reason why that law came about was um, most likely some Christians in that town got together and um, got that law passed because in Christianity you're not supposed to work on Sunday. That would be the, yeah, it makes perfectly good sense. It certainly wasn't any Jews, otherwise it would have been Saturday, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, obviously that's an example of government using force to impose, I guess, morality that a certain subset of the population in that community believes in. Right, and and that's sort of a uh, a fringe morality. That's that's not even what we would consider mainstream these days. You're not talking about... Most Christians don't even follow that, yeah. Right, I mean, you're not talking about something as... uh, as clear as, say, pornography, um, you know, most people would be like, oh, pornography is bad. Even people that consume pornography would say that it's bad in a lot of cases. Um, whereas, you know, working on Sunday, she's I wouldn't get anything done if I didn't uh, work on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who's uh, he's a uh, he's a Jew and I don't know exactly what kind of Jew he is. Let's let's call him conservative Jew. He uh, he doesn't touch anything electronic on Saturdays. Mm. So come sundown sundown on Friday night to sundown on Saturday. I can't call him on the phone or anything <laughs> like that. Oh. <laughs> um, and it's just it's I I can't How go visit him. How did that one come about? I mean, electronics didn't exist back in the the Jesus days. They 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 have to form fit their religion to fit. Um, the, the 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 times. So I can hardly imagine. I guess he won't be able to use teleportation devices and uh, you know. 2,000 years or whatever it is. It's not. <laughs> yeah, this is like something he just came up with or something. No, no, it's not. I can assure you. So, Will, any uh, other thoughts? Well, yeah. Um, so, anyway, I wanted to give an example of how um, that type of, I guess, morality imposing could be handled by the free market. Um, in the town that I live in, in Hawaii, it's uh, dominated by Mormons. And there's, I guess, I guess you'd call it an arm of the Mormon church. It's basically a company that deals with the land management for um, the Mormon church here. Um, they own a big chunk of the property in this town, including this little uh, shopping center, um, which has, like, a grocery store. And, you know, I mean, it's basically most of the commerce in the town is in the shopping center. Um, so what they do is, in their leases, they specify that none of the businesses um, in that are allowed to be open on Sunday. So, I mean, it's basically... I, I, I just wanted to give you guys an example of how the free market yeah. by a, a group, you know, essentially I think, buying. A, I think that's a great example. I, I find it interesting that they could still go in and do inventory or uh, clean up or do whatever they wanted. They could work, um, at least according to the stipulations you made. You probably don't have the lease sitting in front of you, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, you know. Well, it, I know they're all dark on, on Sundays. Sure. I, they're not yeah. selling product. Right. And you know what? It's pri- know, if it's privately that. run, if it's a private agreement, then that's I that's fine. Hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of um, um, inconvenient, but I mean, it's 
Yeah, that's their problem. Hey, you don't have to live there, right? You can go somewhere yeah, that's, else. That's true. You can and do business somewhere five else. Five minutes away with the, the grocery store, so it's not a super big deal. Uh, how many How many people are in the town um, you live in? Uh, it's pretty small, maybe three or 4,000. There's also a college here, so that's probably almost doubles the size of the town. But uh-huh. I'd say just the residents themselves are probably three or 4,000. You're lucky to have a grocery store at all. <laughs> yeah. It's true, it's true. Well, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. That is the toll-free number. Uh, so, guess what? Gas prices are ah. now hitting a record high. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, $3.10 a gallon is the uh, the, the average across the, na- across the country right now, according to the Energy Information Administration. And that's three cents higher than the record that was set back in 2005. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. um, it's not even Memorial Day weekend yet, so maybe prices are going to keep going up from here. Maybe it's in honor of the 400th anniversary of the landing over in uh, Virginia. Of uh, the, I uh, think so. Yeah, Jamestown. Yeah, Jamestown. The white man coming here and messing with the uh, the, the That's, the that's got to be it. Something's going on, and, you know, everybody's just going to be it, – it, it's uh, lots of parades, I think. Everybody <laughs> remembers those days. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, I'm passing by the, uh, the gas stations. I'm going to get gas on my way home, and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, $3 a gallon almost in some of these places so you know i'm going to pick up a siphon and just grab it from somebody else's tank that's that awful yeah, i know that's not true oh, no, i wouldn't do that i, I believe in private property so. that's good now, you know um but people feel trapped in their uh paradigm of using gasoline and everything but i you know i've designed my life i don't particularly like driving gasoline sure. really isn't my issue i right. don't like to drive to work or anything like that i i've done that enough and i'm just not interested in it right i do now. like a good um road trip I am not up for every day, the same trip, half an hour, that kind of thing. Now, I got an email today from a guy who uh, said he had a 240, I think it was round trip, let's hope so, um, trip to work. 240-mile trip is incredible. I can't imagine doing such a thing. But, you know, the average person really could go out and buy a scooter or um they they make Honda makes uh, I think something called the Helix mm. at least they used to I don't know Yeah I saw one of those today yeah you know it uses significantly less gas not nearly not quite as dangerous to the uh you know in and of itself to the rider yeah. as a uh, you know crotch rocket or something like right, that certainly right. better on gas than those things right. and you could save a great deal of gasoline for it doesn't cost much to get one of these things especially used yeah. people have uh the ability to make some decisions they feel trapped because they feel like they have to drive the vehicle. That they, well, they it's drive. it's wonderful. Shall I uh, get into the news yeah. of the past two hours there on this? Uh, yeah, again? you've got some, I guess, some breaking news uh, on the gasoline yeah. situation here and, in America. Know, Mark's comment just fits this so perfectly. And, and you know, even the caller before, talking about market alternatives. The market, the market, i.e. people making choices freely themselves. It's uh, It's truly frightening to think because what's going on right now is George Bush just had a news conference which brings up two huge red flags for me. i got to swallow my whistle on this one. It's so frustrating because what he has done this afternoon, he had a, a press conference in the Rose Garden of the White House where he essentially said he is going to issue an executive order to do that which has been proposed in Congress and is already unconstitutional, hmm. which is to force more ethanol... And higher cafe standards. He wants to have more ethanol in our gas tanks by 2020 and higher cafe standards. Here's the first point. Now, tell me what a cafe standard is. Uh, it's car, uh, it's uh, uh, some kind of automobile for... fuel efficiency. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, so uh, every time they raise the cafe standards, as John Kerry wanted to do many years ago, uh, what ends up happening is instead of allowing 
market participants to decide if they want to get lighter trucks or cars, mm-hmm. something that will be lighter and, and Which less costly. Likely they would. But Absolutely. The the, um, the thing is, is it sort of it, it pushes the envelope more quickly than the market would, therefore causing problems in the in the near future. Exactly. And and the, and one of the major problems is that when you raise the cafe standards, the manufacturers lower the weight, the gross weight of the cars. Sure. How and else you, you get more it? deaths on the road from lighter cars? It's a proven statistic over and over again. It happens all the time. Right. So, I used to have a '76 Eldorado convertible. I sold oh, it when, yeah. I, when we moved up here, and it weighed. Uh, some people have told me as much as seventy. 500 pounds yeah. um, for this thing, yeah. maybe as little as 6,000. How does that compare to your average car? Um, it's about double. Okay. Wow. And when, you know, it had a lap belt on it, and I'm sure that if it had, it would be a little safer, and you wouldn't bang your head forehead on the steering wheel if sure. you had a shoulder belt, but when this car hit something, you were safe. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good, hard, 10-gauge American steel between you and that other guy. And you know, that the practical the practical uh, uh, problems the outgrowing from this philosophy, this top-down, we'll decide for you in the marketplace, are not only that, not only more deaths on the roads with higher cafe standards that they have to get more miles to, per the gallon... And so on. Higher costs because they're going to have to research ways to make the engines more efficient, but also lots of other things and misspent money. And wait to hear the other things Bush is proposing. Right. And then there's the whole executive order exactly. aspect of it as That's well, the which, other flag. which I want to explore and learn a little bit more about. Are executive orders even constitutional? Oh. And if so, what are the appropriate ways they're supposed to be used? 800 259 9231. That and your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features for free, including the archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Just go and get them. They're on us. That, once again, freetalklive.com. Dot com And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to hear and discuss the progress and the future of the Free State Project, as well as socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. The latest, I guess, Gardner, you've got a story mm. that, uh, this is fairly breaking news, George Bush mm. has signed an executive order uh, doing, I guess, among other things, increasing the amount of ethanol that will be put into gasoline supplies. Yes, yes absolutely. Now, uh, I have to say this. Uh, two years ago, Ian, they increased the regulations on the amount of ethanol that had to be put into the system from 3.5 billion gallons a year to 7 billion gallons a year. And that, uh, as has been reported by uh, numerous sources on the web, has already brought about an increase in the cost of things like chicken. Uh, tortillas in Mexico have gone up dramatically because the cost of corn is going up. There's an artificial demand, which is not being spurred by the participants in the marketplace. It's, the it's being spurred by the government. Exactly. It causes the, the farmers to devote more land to corn usage rather than other types of usage, which will then affect the price of these other products temporarily as well as supply drops on these products, but demand does not drop as it, as it should. Now, what you're saying isn't entirely static. It, it is true yes. in the short term. Yes. Um, now I, you know, I've been, uh, as you know, watching the for- the, the the corn futures and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, yeah. I propose to make money in this arena. Very. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> um, but 
you know, and obviously t- demand for corn is going to go up. But there is a lot of land in the United States that wasn't uh, usable at one point and is now more usable than it was simply by technology. Yeah. Um, technology is entering the area of, um, you know, as far as uh, hybrid plants and that kind of thing. And I think currently a corn plant produces two ears, and that's what it does. Right. I- imagine the day when a corn plant produces four ears. Suddenly your production is doubled mm-hmm. in, um, you know, in, in the same amount of land. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and that, that's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. And most of the corn used for ethanol is feed corn as opposed to regular corn. It puts a demand on corn in general because then, you know, the uh, a certain grade that would have been, um, you know, eating corn, mm-hmm. has yep. then, it then goes back down you to feed switched corn. Over. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you're and saying that the market's going to balance out on this increased demand for, for corn. I think it will. Okay. I want to get to the executive order side right. of this let's, issue. Let's talk about that part. Because we've got a lot of calls on the line and they want to talk about other things. So okay. let's get through this. Because executive, executive order orders, this, you're, you're kind of like the constitutional ah, guy. So you really know your stuff when it comes to the Constitution, okay. more so, I think, than Mark and I together. But are there... Executive orders are there? Are they specified in the Constitution? Is that constitutional? Executive orders are allowed under um, the under the constitutional parameters for the department of the executive branch for management within inside the executive branch. The right. president traditionally would uh, be able to ex- uh, issue executive orders for the employees of the executive branch. In so, other words, if they needed a new guard somewhere, they needed to move a, a chef or a, a cook or whatever, or they needed the, uh, a he lawn. could fire a Bolter Gonzalez for instance, yeah. and then replace it right. with someone else but, with an yeah, executive order. Yeah, he could order. issue an executive order and say, okay, we're going to move this from this building over to this building, that sort of thing, and that's what Got they it. could do. But, but now he's legislating with right. it, and this isn't just him. It's been going on no, for a long and time. No, it, it really was established under Teddy Roosevelt. And but he, he's been doing it more than anybody else before him. Well, yeah, Clinton issued tons of executive orders. For example, the Grand Escalante National Park, which had the highest degree of anthracite, uh, of usable anthracite coal in the world, other than one that was in Singapore owned by whom? The Lippo Bank, strangely enough. I, oh, amazingly. Means nothing to me. Well, anyway, yeah, he issued this executive order down in the Southwest. That was one of the major ones over in the 90s, where he uh, essentially locked down a section of Arizona, and uh, I think it was one other state, might have been Nevada, um, where they, he created this, this park called the Grand Escalante National Park. Now, prior to this, it, it, it was it was owned in the states, and and they they either had private property or was rented out, and people could go in and mine the anthracite. And at this point, he said, no, we're going to shut down the Grand Escalante National Park, and he signed an executive order. These are the types of things where there are two two major problems. First, you know, shame on the president to say that he can issue something which is de facto law by the sign of his pen, and yeah. shame on Congress. For letting him do it and essentially Just standing by. the powers. Yeah. yeah. And the way this works is amazing. The more of these agencies that are created by Congress, the more they're put under the executive branch. So when he issues these executive orders, oh, wink, wink, it's just me working within the executive branch. So the EPA, the FAA, oh, the I FCC, see. he can issue executive orders. They act as law, and Congress doesn't have to do anything. Yuck. Because they've made these unconstitutional bureaus and agencies. Mm-hmm. He is the executive branch. He executes their laws. It's strictly forbidden in the Constitution for Congress to cede his power to any other body. But what do they care what the Constitution it's says? It's incredible, I mean, they, man. They display their uh, their distaste for it every single day. Uh, now, you know, yeah, it's you, distasteful. You said there was more as far as in this executive order that he signed that you wanted to talk about. Oh, so hold off yeah, on that. Sure we'll thing. get to it. Let's roll into some calls here and talk to Rebel in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rebel. 
evening, gentlemen. Hey, hey what's hey. on your mind? Uh, actually, uh, I was about to talk about the gas prices, but yes, now sir. you guys are talking about executive orders. Um, and you mentioned, or Garter mentioned the Lippo Group and uh, <laughs> referencing Clinton's uh, land grab out west. Uh, you know, he was actually taking campaign contributions from these folks in, yep. back in 96. And then also they were given to his legal defense fund. So I can obviously see why he would, you know, favor these Indonesian, this billion-dollar conglomerate, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, not to mention the fact he was taking... Chinese contributions to give a, you know, influence the export technology for our encrypted missile and whatnot, which are both bribery and treasonous acts. I'm telling you, man, stroke of a pen, Bill Clinton gave the Lippo Bank, gave the Lippo Bank a, um, a world monopoly on anthracite. You know, I, uh, the other thing I don't understand is, is they limit uh, American citizens uh, to donating $2,300 per, uh, I think it is, uh, per oh, yeah, presidential per candidates. Uh, candidate. Right. How in the world do these foreign countries and foreign interests manage to, to donate all the money that they must donate to these campaigns? How do they pull that off? I can't donate but $2,300 to Ron Paul. Not to say that I've gotten that high, but right. I'd love to. Right. Um, Whereas, I mean, how, how does it happen? Well, that's that's a whole other can of worms with uh, it's all who giving you know. money to the party, and then the party can siphon it off with certain groups, and then those groups can give right. it to the... It's they amazing. know the, loop, they they know the loopholes. Yeah, they wrote yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rebel, now, Rebel, you're over in Detroit, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, now, uh, you know, being around Detroit, you must see the graft and corruption that comes down to the to the auto manufacturers. Then, of course, you get the regulations. Something that Mark and I were discussing a little bit earlier is that, at, and we need to be fair about this, and Mark brought this up, and I thought it was a really good point. You know, as we talk about the oil companies getting shafted by the federal government and us, in turn, getting shafted by the federal government, uh, we have to look at the fact that even use of autos is really spurred or was really spurred to a dramatic amount uh, by the federal government destroying the rail industry. Mm, yeah, we've talked about that uh, that before on this show. Rebel, your final thoughts? Well, I say, I mean, in reference to the, you know, the executive order, I just wanted to mention, you know, one of Clinton's lackeys, uh, Paul Begali, said, stroke of the pen, kind of cool off the land or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, that's but yeah, real, real cool. quick, the gas price around here, I remember you guys were mentioning it was like 310 three, uh, mm-hmm. per gallon average. It's three thirty-five, three thirty-nine over here, bro. It's tr- it's topping over four out in California in San no, Francisco. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it, Mark. You saying that's not true? That's I not saw true. pictures. Right, um, they were fake. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. More coming back. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com. All the features for free. The wiki included over 1,300 pages, all of them created by listeners just like you. You just go and edit it to your heart's content at wiki.freetalklive.com. Uh, that's wiki.freetalklive.com. And do you know if your hard-earned wealth is at risk? If you have a business, there's a one in three chance you'll be named in a lawsuit in the next year. And that lawsuit could destroy your business and leave you penniless. Keep, um, excuse me, at keepyourassets.net, they're experts in sheltering what you've earned. Go to keepyourassets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. 1-800-259-9231. Now, Keep Your Assets is a, is a new advertiser of ours, they and are. I am um, actually... Trying out their uh, their system, so I'll Are be able you? to report. Uh, yes, I've uh, started an LLC that's going to uh, 
grant me anonymity in my uh, property. I'm going to buy some land, and that way, you know, interested, upset listeners or perhaps government agents won't be able to find me <laughs> quite as easily and, uh, you know, uh, put, put, cool. a, put a 30 out 6 through my head. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going to try it out. See Have you been it, getting a lot of death threats recently? No, none. So you're just planning for the future, then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to continue with the phone calls here. I've never gotten here. one here. Not a, uh, no, never. never and then one. we'll get back to, you're feeling left out then, Mark, because I've gotten a death threat You've gotten before. a death threat? I yeah, just one. one. Uh, anyway, uh, so we're going to get back to guard story here in a little while. Call's still rolling in. we got to go to the phones and talk to John in Winnipeg. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Uh, hello, guys. Hey. hey. What's on your mind? Hey. Well, I figured just uh, before I get to the reason I called, I'll throw in a quick two cents on my take with the ethanol uh, situation. Uh, in my mind, it's all a big con. Uh, you have the PT Cruiser being sold by uh, several companies, or one in particular. It's a, a little price. It's $41,000, but they put a 1,000 laptop batteries in the back. Uh, charge, it takes a couple of hours to charge, and it'll go 150 miles at 100 miles an hour. And uh, that kind of technology has been around for decades. Uh, we can get free energy from the moon. Uh, all you do is put uh, buoys on, on the ocean near the tide, um, hook a generator uh, up to the rising of the water, and you'll get, you know, thousands of pounds per square inch or whatever, you know, depending on the plastic you use. But there's endless su- supplies of free energy. There's certainly been easily promising. run on electricity, and it costs you only, like, pennies to the... The, you know, there have certainly been uh, promising developments or promising research in, in cold fusion, amongst uh, other things. Yeah. Amongst that's other things. That's always how the con goes, though. The con always goes, well, we got work, we're working on it, we'll get it to you. But there's a, there's a guy who wrote a book called uh, The Death of the American Car. I haven't read the book. I've seen him interviewed, I think, on John Stewart. I mean, he's an excellent example. I mean, they've had this, we, we have had this technology for decades. It's just when people try to, you know, either get snuffed out or, you know, you just, there's so much control over our ability to express. Yeah, improvements by design. Like we don't even understand measurement, and that's really why I called. Well, a lot of this goes back to uh, what we're what you touched on. I think these guys t- touched on last segment, and that is government sponsored, uh, government promoting one industry over another. Like right. with the uh, destroying the railroads in favor of uh, the automotive industry. Same mm-hmm. thing here. Uh, here they're protecting the the oil industries and the the old school energy uh, right. industries and suppliers. And uh, and and government's really really involved in energy as far as regulation is concerned as far as uh, especially amongst just power providing you know oh, yeah. there there, is ver- there are very few places in this country where one has a choice between power companies so there's this monopoly structure that's set up here where right. you've got the government approved power company and nothing else to choose from or you can outfit your house for thousands of dollars with solar panels which isn't within the reach of most people so the fact that there's no competition there's virtually no competition Competition as far as home energy is concerned, as far as other forms of energy is concerned, I think that's a major reason why we're sort of stuck in the dark ages as far as power is concerned. Mm. Yeah, well, there's no lobbyist for a company that says we're going to give you free internet. For example, we had FreeNet about a decade ago. Where you know, uh, here in Winnipeg, we had a system, uh, Blue Sky, it was called. And if you wanted to donate a couple pennies, a couple of dollars, you could. But otherwise, it was totally free, and they had a whole bunch of lines. You could phone the internet, and it was free. And and anybody who wanted to look at the book. Good. It's it's it doesn't cost much. They've had free. Uh, they've had free here in America, in America as well. They've but, had that. I'll tell you what happened. The government came in because of lobbyists from you know uh, uh, official uh, internet providers and said we can't have free internet. Uh, nobody's going to buy our service. 
So the government gave this, the guy who was supposedly running it, nobody was supposed to be running it, but this guy took charge, took $500,000 from the government and shut it down in a week, and it was gone. And then the only choice you had was to pay 50 bucks a month. You could have had it for free. But there's no lobbyists to pay the politicians. Well, I don't, no. I don't think broadband probably would have come in for free, but I remember no, what you were talking broadband. about. it wasn't broadband. It wasn't broadband. But I'm just get, that's just an example of what you were getting at. You know, with you know, uh, the, you know, there are power brokers or people who want uh, to control uh, the system and to get political influence. They'll use money, and and people who got the the good ideas that don't cost anything aren't generating huge revenues to spend on uh, lobbyists. Mm. Well, John, but, thank you for the like call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Yeah, there was uh, Freenet way back in the day. Like the, the times of Freenets were in the mid-1990s where uh, I remember the one that I connected to was up in Alachua County in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, would, you would get free Internet access, uh, free dial-up Internet access, and it was sponsored by local businesses. Yeah. So the, the, the hospital uh, was a major sponsor, and there were some other major sponsors, and then some minor sponsors, and then individual sponsors, and that mm. sort of thing. Mm. And uh, I don't know if that's – I don't know why they all died out. Presumably broadband is, has killed them off, and I'm certainly more than willing to pay $50 a month for Internet access. It's, well, you are. It's a uh, fine price. Not everybody for, does. Uh, yeah. for, for the value and yeah. the, uh, the benefits that I, one receives. I'm thinking about what he said about uh, you know the, the energy alternatives that are out there that uh, – you know, some company could come up with some company, conceivably, if they could get the government's permission. And this is the trick: the government's in the in bed th- thoroughly with the uh, oil companies and the energy companies mm-hmm. to the point that you wouldn't be able to do this. But if you had a you know a company where you just put some buoys out there um, in the uh, the bay and l- let the tides going up and down, I don't know how many bu- buoys you'd need, but presumably thousands. Um, you know, to produce energy and then be able to sell that energy off. I mean, it's essentially free. You didn't have to mine it or anything. You, you have to be able to be get competitive with it. Mm, yeah. But um, I don't imagine the government would let someone do that. I, I'd imagine you're you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And you know, we've seen it over and over again how government uh, protects certain industries. In fact, Mark, didn't you t- say on your television show recently that the the comp- the power company here in New Hampshire is actually owned by the state? Yeah, it's a it's a state um, state owned power company. That's no, my understanding. Now they're not all owned. that way. Down no, where no. we come from, they're privately owned but state approved mm-hmm. as far as they're given the monopoly. But but here it's an actual state power company. Right, and it costs more for energy here. Is that as you understand it too? Well, it's 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 a little complicated. He has essentially the the right uh, the right idea. What happened was Public Service Company of New Hampshire. Uh, they initially wanted to uh, build the Seabrook nuclear power plant, but so many people were protesting it back in the seventies that the costs went up just dramatically, uh, millions and millions more than what they had expected. So they had what they called stranded cost, and they were they were p- trying to pass that on to the consumers. Uh, then the state came in and they said, no, you can't pass on these things to the consumers and so on and so forth. Then a company from Vermont, I think it's Vermont Energy or something like that, they offered to buy public service of New Hampshire – so when they bought it, they made a deal that they would be able to pass on X percent of their stranded costs. In other words, all this debt that was incurred by all these old, old stupid hippies who were, who were protesting this this uh, nuclear plant. Mm-hmm. And uh, so right now where it stands, I believe, is Public Service of New Hampshire is owned by this Vermont Power Company or something like that. But they're regulated by the state, and the state – it, I don't know if it's it's like I don't think it's a it would sound stupid to say it's a partnership, but they're not allowed to do the things that they could do on the free market because the state 
basically doesn't allow them to do this. Right. Deregulation in the, the arena of power, I think, would be a, a really great um, goal to work towards. Mm. Um, the, the amount of... Uh, I don't, just the amount of things that could be developed, the revolutionary methods of de- of delivering power uh, that that could come out from the oh, marketplace, competing in this in this arena. There has been virtually no competition in the in the area of powering your city. Oh yeah, for and, decades. And you know, you guys bring up some great examples about the the influence of certain special interests. When we all have these small uh, small detriments to our wallet, but they get great benefits. ADM will be in there lobbying for ethanol all the time, and all these others will too. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And you can't blame the industries; they're just trying to use no. the power of government to benefit themselves. It's government and yeah. its power that the real issue is, and we need to reduce it dramatically. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. Oh, sorry. (laughs) And uh, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features for free. That, once again, freetalklive.com. Great way to support the show is to shop with us at Amazon, the world's largest Internet retailer. But don't go through their front door. Come in through our special entrance. It's amazon.freetalklive.com. And whenever you order something through that link in their over 40 categories of uh, shopping uh, uh, options, then Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase only if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. Great way to help the show and get the stuff that you need. Great prices, free super saver shipping on a lot of things. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's go. Oh, by the way, quick point of correction. The power company here in New Hampshire is apparently owned by a company, okay. not the state. Um, so you might want to make that correction point on your television show, Mark. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, we were looking at Northeast Utilities out of Ian. But it's a huge, uh, yeah, out of Connecticut. This right Northeast on. Utilities is a huge company, serves several different areas of New England, and apparently... Uh, as of November of 2006, the company had sold off all of its competitive businesses, including generation and energy services. So apparently there were some areas of this company that they were actually competitive with other companies at. Now they're 100% uncompetitive in that they, they have no competition by government fiat. Right. So uh, let's go to the phones. You take control of the airways. Bring up anything. Kevin in D.C., you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kevin. Hey, guys, how you doing? I just had uh, two quick things to bring up. One yes, is uh, in response to the callers from Saturday who were pretty much attacking you for spewing venom, as they said. <laughs> uh, I just don't think they understand, like, the premise of the country and the way I'm comparing it to is, like, the standard theory of relativity. It, it works with the exclusion of gravity. And the way they're thinking America works is with the exclusion of freedom. And they just don't understand that we're supposed to be putting freedom first before we're going out and helping other people. Well, it's it just understa- bothers me. It, it's understandable that they feel that way. Because that's how we've been raised for so long, that the government is the country, and the country is the government, and mm-hmm. what the government does should not be questioned. And, um, you know, if you, if you question that particular aspect, you're unpatriotic. You're unpatriotic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People can't. I was, I was speaking with someone a little bit earlier about this, Kevin. Yeah, you know, people can't distinguish anymore the difference between charity and government, between society and government. Charity is that which you engage in on your own. And now people seem to think that well, something isn't a problem and it can't be addressed unless government recognizes it a problem. Nobody cares unless government gets involved. And the only way that government can get involved to try to help somebody is to take it from somebody else. Right, and I think the people calling are the ones who aren't affected by all these government restraints. Or the respectables. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, they've got nothing to complain about as of yet. Um, the other thing I want to talk about real quick, uh, intellectual property. Um, normally, I agree with Mark, but I'm going to have to with Ian on this one. Um, I think it's okay for people to steal your things, and I don't think it's the right mentality to be able to make one invention and be set the rest of your life, like the guy with the pet rock, for example. Well, be careful when I you think... say steal your things. You mean steal, borrow ideas, not steal physical yes, property. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, borrow ideas. So if someone else were to put Free Talk Live on, you know, on another channel... Um, you know, or in terms of creating a product, I think maybe you, you need to work with more than one product, and you know, one product shouldn't be all you do, and then you don't work the rest of your life. Now, it sure. Be and plus, there's a, just a natural disincentive for someone else to go out there and create an alternative free talk live, Kevin, and that is that uh, that is that you know, why would you want to create a talk show with the same name as an already existing talk show? It's just going to right. muddy your, um, it, it's going to muddy people's uh, understanding of what you are and how you're different from the other show, and it's just just a bad idea. Now, Kevin, yeah. you said that normally you agree with me, but in this particular case, you're taking Ian's side, and I'd have to say that that the uh, the political issue that separate Ian and I are thin. Um, you know, just I, I can't imagine. I believe that maybe we should uh, not worry about roads so much that it's probably not the biggest libertarian issue. But I'm willing to let it go to, um, you, know, uh, you know, once we get to the uh, little tiny libertarian government that I'm hoping for, I'm willing to look at private solutions in the roads arena. Um, I, you know, I, don't, I think that uh, perhaps we shouldn't uh, go after the military first, get it back home, and then we can talk about downsizing it to the point that we would look at uh, private solutions. Intellectual property is about the only legitimate uh, use of government that I can see out there, and only in the case that someone is um, stealing for profit your intellectual right. property. So you're an anarchist. Uh, I, I, I misspoke. What I, what I should have said is normally I understand Ian's point, but I agree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> that's, there you go. that's what I should have said. But you guys were getting pretty heated the other night about it. And, oh, don't uh, worry about it. It's all hugs and kisses during like the break time. I just feel like people need more than one product under their belt to be successful for the rest of their life. And uh, someone yep. else copies your idea. And you should move on. Absolutely. I'm with you, Kevin, and thanks for the call. We thanks, appreciate Kevin. it. Thank you. 800-259-9231. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to... Ha- have you commented on intellectual property on this show? You know, I had a great... It dominated last week's um, shows. It's, uh, intellectual property fascinates me. I had a conversation uh, a, a while ago uh, with a friend of mine, uh, my friend Bruce Adams. Great guy. We were in high school together. And it uh, turned out we were both libertarians. And, uh, and we started talking a little bit about intellectual property. And I said, well, you know, uh, I think – this is many years ago, maybe 10. As I said, you know, I think uh, it, you know, it's a private property. I think government there is, is there to protect private property. And he brought up the practical question. He said, but guard, look, when you've got the government granting a sole monopoly to the person who shows up at the office first with a certain kind of product – whether it's uh, you know a, a thought or a product that they have that they've created or mm-hmm. a design, uh, he said. And then later, and it has been the case, somebody shows up later in the afternoon and they've been beaten by a few hours with a product that is essentially the same. He said, A, is that even fair? Mm-hmm. And B, how does that help the consumer? It doesn't help the consumer to not allow this guy to compete. You're getting the government using force to stop a man from simply putting a product on the market. That he, that he came up with the idea uniquely. Exactly. Both you and I could come up uniquely with the idea for a paper, a new, better paper clip. That's right. And there's no reason in the world we shouldn't be able to compete. And you know, it's funny. Even if one did not, 
we have you know instinctive reactions mm-hmm. to, hey, that was my idea. I mean, I used to do stand-up comedy, and I would get really ticked off if somebody was there and you know took one of my ideas and then ran with it. I was like, no, that came from my head. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I, I worked in script writing. I've had scripts and story ideas of mm-hmm. mine stolen. I won't even mention the particular science fiction television series, mm-hmm. Live Long and Prosper. But, <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, and and uh, yeah, I, you know, there's nothing you can do. You're watching TV, and you're like, I wrote that. I wrote that. That's mm. my thing. So, um, it, but it's strange because when you get into the practicalities of it and the principles of it, the practicalities of it are: Are you going to put it in the hands of government? Are you going to have copyright in the hands of government? Well, then you're going to have the Sonny Bono Copyright Protection Act, which was brought about essentially to try to allow Disney to hold on to Mickey Mouse for another X number of years. It's always arbitrarily manipulated Shocker. by government. Yeah. yeah, and and of course it's going to be subject to the same money going into government for certain reasons. Maybe Disney we could lobbied. Talk, I'd like to talk a little bit more about this, maybe in hour number two, about you how it. you as a script writer, a screenwriter, um, would like to maybe see the free marketplace handle that sort of uh, intellectual property protection, if indeed that is in demand. We'll get to that, but first to the amplifier line, and Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, sir. Uh, First, real quick on the energy thing, um, I think, or I I believe in solar and wind power, um, and I think that homeowners should use it, harness their own. And then we wouldn't have to pay a monthly fee every month to somebody to produce power. Now, I've looked into this, and, uh, you know, <laughs> when you talk about geothermal, um, to get geothermal into my house that I'm looking at building here, we're talking 60 grand. That's a lot of power bills that are going to stack up between here and there um, for me to, you know, pay that kind of heat for. And then you look at uh, putting up a. Uh, a windmill, and you know, you've got to put that thing up higher than the tree, so it's going to have to be up there 70 or 80 feet tall, um, whipping around, and solar panels for whatever, you know, they're just not that competitively priced yet. Some of them are good, but if you happen to live near trees or something like that, it's just, it, it, it can be impractical to have them on your home site. Yeah. I'm trying well, to go off the grid with this new house, and I'm finding it prohibitively prohibitively expensive. I'm going to probably, if I want to do it, I would have to spend $150,000 extra just to go uh, off the grid. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about geothermal. I didn't mention that. I was just uh, considering the area I live in, mm-hmm. and it, it's uh, not only possible, but people have done it, gone off the grid, yeah. using only solar. Now, if you combine that with wind, it's a windy area in Illinois, uh, you got power almost all the time, because if it's not sunny, it's windy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, the, a problem that we have with wind is... The government, in a lot of cases, the city won't allow you to put up a window. Sure, they, there's <laughs> zoning restrictions. You can't have a tower higher than such and such because you might try to broadcast off of it or uh, receive cell phone calls through it or whatever. And God and, forbid the yeah. Kennedys live near you, like out on the Cape, because they're out on Martha's Vineyard, because they could never allow that off the coast of Martha's Vineyard for a wind farm. And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a, I have a buddy who, who went out and spent $25,000 in solar panels, and the city wouldn't let him put it on his roof. Oh, my goodness. They wouldn't let him put solar panels on his roof? Nope. They said it's against the zoning laws. He had to put them in his backyard. Huh. Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that wasn't the reason I called. I hey, gotta, I'll, uh, put you, I'll hold you over. Hang on, man, because you've been waiting very patiently. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Whether it's power or intellectual property. In fact, I know, Gard, you've got something about coal. Since oh, we're yeah. talking about power, let's go back to the Stone Age and talk about coal. 800-259-9231 is the number you take control. Hour number two is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features for free, freetalklive.com. Let's go back to the phones and back to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. All right. um, I have a friend. Uh, lives in St. Charles, and uh, it was 10 years ago this place was the place to go if you wanted great schools. So his kid's going to the high school there, and in the middle of the year, due to um, circumstances beyond his control, he pulls his kid out to homeschool him. Mm-hmm. And the kid still has a girlfriend going to the school. So the girlfriend wants to go to the prom. He didn't want to go, but because it's his girlfriend, he decided to take her. So they go to the school, and they ask permission like the good little slaves they are, and the school says, yeah, you can go. So the day before the prom, the school called up the girl's mom and told her, no, they weren't going to let this kid go to the to the prom because he didn't go to the school and he didn't fill out the proper paperwork. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, the mom got really irate, called my buddy, <laughs> told him what was going on. Uh, my buddy didn't know what to do. She ended up calling back to school, and to make a long story short, she's threatening to sue the school. And the school says, okay, we'll give you the money back for the tickets. And she goes, oh, no. She goes, it's gone beyond the tickets. My daughter's gone out and bought a dress. There's a tuxedo involved in this. My daughter's having her hair and nails done right now. Not to mention all the emotional stress that you guys have caused. So uh, they ended up letting them go to the prom. But it seemed to me when my buddy was telling the story that what the school was trying to do was simply um, uh, screw with this kid. They were they were being vindictive toward him because he had pulled him out of the school uh, earlier in the year, in the mm-hmm. middle of the year, to homeschool him. Sounds about right. Yeah. And um, one of the good things he told me that's going on, though, is that apparently he's not the only one. Apparently a lot of people are pulling their kids out of the school. So something's going on there. At least there's a a consciousness of of something happening with the public with the public schools, and people at least in this area are beginning to do something about well, it. Well, thank goodness them. people still have the freedom to pull their kids out of the school. And and thank you for the call, Matt. Thank goodness that that we still have the ability to do that. Not that the school's going to see all those kids leaving and do anything. I mean, it's not <laughs> like they're going to call up the parents and give them fifty percent off their next year because they were unsatisfied with their services. It doesn't matter to them, though. Is it though? I guess in some places schools are funded based on pupil count so maybe they will get uh, a bit of a funding reduction but i don't you know i don't know what the rules are in illinois i don't know how things work but in most for mo- for the most part you know government bureaucracies just don't have an incentive to make their customers happy if the customers go away they just shrug their shoulders it doesn't matter to them some yeah. new a new batch of parents will be forced to put their kids into the government school or at least uh, encouraged to put their kids into the government school the, well, uh, the incentivized, next year around. incentivized yeah. in, in a financial sense they have to pay they they have been paying for public schools ever since they've lived not lived at mom's house 
um, and therefore, you know, they feel like, well, I've put money into this system, and then they don't have to uh, pay anything out of their pockets in order to send their kids to public schools. And, of course, it, they would have to pay more to send them to a, a private school. So, you know, they're incentivized to send kids to uh, the, the public schools. And, you know, it's fascinating. All of this comes, obviously, from a, a distrust of people being able to take care of themselves and their own affairs. It's just two diametrically opposed philosophies. One is... I want people to trust me with my own affairs, and I will afford my neighbor the same uh, the same uh, the same grace mm-hmm. to trust him with his own affairs. The socialists and the communists, the Marxists, believe that, and and they do it out of the the best of intentions, clearly. But their their entire philosophy is, well, some people just can't do that. They're incapable of doing that. Now, they mm-hmm. they won't point out which one it is, mm-hmm. but it could be you, it could be you, it could be you. And you're just evil if you don't approve of this sort of concept. And to me, that's amazing because you incur all these practical problems. It never works. And then they say, well, we need to do it more. Mm-hmm. And they never seem to learn that from this kernel of distrust of their neighbor – they get all these problems. Homeschooling is a great example. Right now, Ian, we're we're talking about a a bill in New Hampshire that would systematize everything in the state of New Hampshire for education, and they would tell all the localities what would happen. A guy talks to me today, and he says, what's going to happen to homeschoolers if if the state is going to decide what the curriculum is? Mm, I'm like, you know, I don't know. They just don't trust people. They do not trust people. Yep, you're right about that. And I've I've seen this uh, recently. I've been watching uh, Free Minds TV, which is Mm. what Toby, who is our Tuesday night co-host, does on on a a once-a-week basis. The guys do an awesome, really just amazing job, considering they've only done like 21 episodes of this show so far. Uh, and you can see these episodes at freekeen.com. That's keen with an E on the end of it, freekeen.com. Cool. And considering they're just young guys are basically doing it as a hobby. Yeah, they really are just doing an incredible job. But they take calls on the show, and there's this mm-hmm. one guy that calls the show almost every single time. And he's always bringing them back to the education issue. And the in the last show that was posted at freekeen, the top of freekeen.com right now, uh, he he once again, he comes out with that same mentality of, well... We need government education so everyone can be educated because some people uh, just don't care. And so because some people uh, don't care about their kids, we all must be forced to pay for this, ed- this government yeah. education system. And it doesn't, ma- it's, it doesn't seem to matter what the guys on Free Minds TV say to this dude. Of course there's, not. There's absolutely no getting through to him. And he claims to be a private school teacher. Oh, geez. You know, a great example, if people want to carry this with them, a historical example is, just remember, folks, the Bullfinch study done in 1812 in Boston. There's a place in Boston near Copley Plaza called Bullfinch Place, and they studied people, uh, children in Boston. They found 90-some percent, I'm just, you know, sort of not quoting exactly, 90-some percent of the kids in Boston were educated through sixth grade privately. And if you look at the literacy rates of 1812 versus today, not only were the literacy rates comparable, but their their level of literacy, the degree of literacy, the the, the content of the words they knew mm-hmm. was better than it is today. So if people are wondering, well, you know, it just wouldn't happen. What about those people? Look, you're always going to get some people who fall the, through the cracks. The question is, what is the most ethical and what is the most efficient way to do it? Right. Well, nowadays, everyone uh, who uh, who puts their kids through government schools is putting their kids in the crack, if right. you ask me. Right. <laughs> right. You're, you're voluntarily choosing to put your kids in the worst educational outfit available. 
Right. Now they'll get right. you. They'll get your kids to they under to the point where they can understand what basic addition and subtraction, and you know they'll get the rudimentaries for sure. Uh, but they won't go further than that. They won't teach them how to critically think and question authority and uh, and create wealth and do all sorts of other things. There's there's a lot of curriculum out there that parents would like to have in in introduced into the government system that just won't ever get introduced because it's too controversial or or for whatever reason someone else doesn't want to allow that i mean there's just so many reasons to turn education over to the marketplace 100 percent and and there's really there's no coherent argument for government education there really isn't if you want to try to make one though 800-259-9231 you know i think a lot of parents just don't even think about what their kids are getting taught in school they you know they figure they take it for granted school they get taught stuff that they're supposed to learn, and they sure. don't even consider for a second what it is that their kids need to know. Um, you know, I don't know how it is that I came to know the things that I know now, but, you know, I, I know I didn't learn them from school. Most, uh, well, you I, had a lot of time to study in your yeah, life. Yes, yes, I have have learned a lot of things in my life just uh, by independent study. A lot of reading. But... Yeah, but... but... You know, I think you make a good point. I think what happens is, and this is a great example of what happens in almost every situation where government begins to do something for which it was not designed. When it begins to provide these types of services, education, protection, health care, food, any of these types of things, uh, what it does is it allows some people to neglect what should be their responsibility. That's true. It, it, it decreases the amount of efficiency That's for people. That's part of the people. cell. That's part of the, the, the sexy cell of government is, you know, they'll come to people and they'll say, hey, let us take care of your your grandmother. Yeah. Let us take care of your kid's education. Let us take care of your retirement. You shouldn't have to think about these things. You shouldn't have to actually figure out how your life's going to work. Uh-huh. Let's go to the phones and talk to Brian in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Brian. Hello. Uh, well, I was going to talk about, I, I had gone over the Ron Paul for President site there. I was hoping to find some positive things there, but I really, because uh, there's a lot I disagree with Ron Paul on. I'm a democratic socialist myself. I'm a former Marine, a former conservative, as a matter of fact. But I, but I wanted to say, uh, talking about this public school system, boy, here, <clears throat> excuse me, oh, excuse me. We, I live in Raymond, New Hampshire, a small town just outside of Manchester. Hold that it, thought, Brian, and you can tell us all about it here in moments. 800-259-9231. More with Brian. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free, including live streams. Broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, two sizes, will fit virtually any internet connection. So enjoy those on us for free at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is courteous respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. All right, let's go back to Brian in New Hampshire. We had to uh, unceremoniously interrupt him as he was just getting rolling. So, Brian, you're back on Free Talk Live. 
Yeah, getting about public schools, and I, I, it's on the I guess, the school vouchers is a part of that uh, topic. I would say uh, I, I'm a I'm a mentally ill man. I'm I'm 48 years old, going on 48 years of age. I, I'm never going to have a kid in the local public schools here in in my in Raymond, New Hampshire, in the small town of New Hampshire here. And I'm never and about uh, I pay thousands of dollars in local property taxes, and I would say about half or a little more than that goes to the public school system. Right, sounds taxes. about right. And Absolutely. if you don't pay those taxes, uh, well, well, wait, 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 wait. Wait, I'm not I'll, I'll let you go on, but if you I'm don't pay those taxes, that. they I'm take your house that. away. Huh? If they don't, if you don't pay those taxes, they take your house away. I'm not against those paying those taxes, though. You, well, you, that's you your don't opinion, understand. Though. I am not against uh, kids getting public education. I believe taxes are part of civilization, and I do not want 50, you know, whatever it is, 50%, 52% of my taxes if they go to public schools. If I can find, show some records that show that I'll never have a kid in school, I don't want it to half of my taxes are get a school voucher or whatever the equivalent of that, a refund for the, that amount of taxes. I want to pay for the other kids to go to school. That's fine. Because you that's know what? part if you, of civilization. Brian, if you voluntarily want to pay um, for kids to go to school, I think you absolutely should be free to do that. However, but what would you the, say is civilized? You said taxes also, are part of civilization, so I just want to understand that. But, and well, you, the, the Sumeria you, on, at least. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but your your definition of civilization, I don't think, jives with right. Ian's concept well, of being civilized. Human civilization has not. But getting back to Ron Paul. No, no, no. Uh, you no, can get back on, to Ron Paul on. in a moment here. I just want to try to understand the civiliz- civilized comment. Now, what is okay, civilized? Okay, right, Why don't I take your side of it, boys? Why don't I take the? Uh, I believe it's the same thing as fascism, the social Darwinist side of it. Where okay, if the poor kids can't afford to go to public school, let them starve. Let them the hell with them. Now hold they, on, they Brian. How long have you been listening to Free Talk Live? They, they, they can't do it. That's, that's, so, so the survival of the fittest is all the weekend. Okay, no. Brian, how long have you been listening to Free Talk Live? It's an upper middle class. He's still talking. Be able to get any <laughs> kind of education. Brian, Brian, calm down for just a moment, and I just want to try to understand how long have you been listening to Free Talk Live? Shakespeare was a public school kid. You know that. How long have you been listening to Free Talk Live, Brian? About, I think, two or three days. About that Okay, so maybe you haven't it. had the chance to hear us explain the uh, the free market position on education. Um, nobody's saying that kids, uh, poor kids are going to be left in the dirt. Um, as a matter of fact, in the marketplace, individuals like yourself and like many of the people in this very room would be able to voluntarily contribute to education funds for poor kids. Uh, churches and other private organizations would be able to provide that education on a voluntary basis. But I want to get back to your... Uh, your assertion that the government school system, or taxes rather, are civilized. And so, to that end, why is it, um, what is it about someone taking money at gunpoint that is civilized? Can you answer that question? Well, I believe it's what it's about that civilizes an educated human being is a much better chance of being part of creating Sir, the ends do not justify a, the means. Yeah, yeah. Culture. The, the ends do not justify the means, Brian. Populace. Now, you've dodged my question. Right. What is civilized about pointing weapons at people and taking money from them? What is civilized about that? Okay, so you, you want to uh, uh, dissolve all taxes? No, no, he's asking you a question, and he would like to get a direct answer. Uh, you nothing, claimed... Oh, no, Brian, I'll I'll pick up here. Uh, Brian, Brian, if you, you want claimed, to be blunt about it, there's Brian, nothing civilized about it. It's called keeping order, I suppose. I suppose so there is nothing civilized about it. Okay. So, so the you, answer is there is nothing civilized about it. So taxation is actually civilized uncivilized. About it. Taxation is one of the bases of civilization, unfortunately. It's, so I it's understand. An, oh, 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 let me see if I understand this. You're saying it's, uh, it is uncivilized to point weapons at people and take money from them, but yet that's the basis of civilization? The IRS has never pointed uh, weapons at me. The IRS has never pointed at uh, the... the 
because you keep no one... paying them, sir. Right. What happens when you stop? They do point weapons at other people, Brian. And I understand that you know it takes a little I, while I... to get these the concepts down. Um, so you know, that's cool. Yeah, stick stick with it though, Brian, because obviously uh, uh, it, it being engaged and calling into the program obviously means that you care very strongly about well, this. I, I went over so... completely uh, Mr. Paul's uh, presidential yes. website. The only thing I agree with him on on some issues are pri- regarding his issue, the issue of privacy and personal liberty. Everything else he's caving into the right wing hate Brian, mongers in this country. Brian, may I ask you a question? Uh, why do you believe in privacy in, let's say, what you're doing inside your own living room, your personal liberty, that sort of thing? Uh, yes. But you don't believe in privacy regarding how much money you have in your bank account or how much money you made off a private transaction with another individual where nobody else is involved but you. Well, why, I do agree why is, with them, at, at, like about the private. Uh, the, you know, our, our social security numbers are too readily available on our medical system. I was a victim of identity theft in March 2004. I'm still not over it. So, and I, I believe that, that, that you know the right to privacy is one of, another sacred right, like the right to vote. For God's so sake. So if, uh, if Mark and I engage in a private contract where I pay Mark fifty thousand dollars for something, or I pay Ian a hundred thousand dollars for yeah. something, and it's a private contract, would you sustain that principle and say the government should not? Get involved and pry into our oh, private business. I would say, I would say that you know, absolutely. But what are you talking about? If you're talking about being incorporated, though. No, 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 no. Let's not go that far. I'm talking <laughs> I'm about not, private okay. exchange. If you believe yeah. in privacy. That stands completely contrary to your idea that okay, the federal you, you, your government... Okay, your friends save your life, or you've just been buddies for all your lives, and he just came into a real trouble with, well, with the, the situation, IRS there. The situation, <laughs> the situation is irrelevant. The principle is yeah. what's important. We're drawing you, this into an abstract. Out. That's, that's between you and him. It's not a business transaction. So then, you don't, then you don't believe the government oh, wait, should wait, be taxing He said people. it's not a business transaction. It's your business. Yeah, I think uh, I think a businesses are public entities in a, in a sense that they're they have to advertise it. But between pr- personal friends, if you want to lend your of some your friend in need or your family in need, that okay. We're not talking about a, lending. That shouldn't be the government's business. Thank I you, agree. though. I agree with that. But there, yeah. you know, we're not talking about lending here. We're talking about business. Let's say Gardner, you want to advertise your new book you're writing on Free Talk Live. Absolutely. And okay. you want to buy some advertising <laughs> on Free Talk Live, and you right. want to do a huge uh, year long advertising blitz. If you guys you don't pay taxes on that, you could have your property taken from you at the point of a gun. If you well, do not announce that to the government, they are prying into your private business. That's right, I, and I believe that's the cost of civilization, and I believe it can be upheld by the United States Constitution. It's consistent with it. I'm not so a, violence is okay it, in your book. You're, no, not okay, violence, you're okay with not that. Not violence. No, no, no. The no? threat legal, of violence. Legal remedies, but not violence. No. So, so threatening it's, it's violence. legal violence. No, I, I, I despise what happened to poor Randy Weaver and his family. My, I got my dog licking in my leg right now, and when they <laughs> killed his dog. Too, right. You guys forgot to add that. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. When they attacked his family, his kids and his wife and his so dog, the, the poor man. I, God love him. I disagree totally with his race. So I believe their race views. Uh, I'm I'm with you on yep. that. Okay, we're, I, I think we got a lot that we agree on here. We're just trying to understand, you know, the, the differentials here. And if you'll hang on, because it's, it's great that that we have a differing opinion on this show during the week. It's very hard to get someone to call in and and disagree with us during the week. So hang on, we're going to bring you back. You've got time, okay? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So he's he doesn't sound like he's for violence. He's, he's close. He likes but privacy, he thinks taxes but taxes are integral to civilization. So right. let's see if we can help Brian understand that taxes are inherently violent. Maybe we can make that connection or help him make that connection. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. Vanguard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features for free, including the bulletin board system. Over 225,000 posts. Over 1,400 people interacting. A lot of fun. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all for free. bbs.freetalklive.com. Get you to it. That's bbs.freetalklive.com as we bring back Brian in New Hampshire. Now, Brian, we're sort of exploring your worldview here tonight. And uh, right, we've, we've, we've touched on a couple different areas, including education and taxes in general. Might not be great for your show's rating, my worldview, but go ahead. I would disagree. I find you very interesting. And okay. uh, so, so let, me see if I, let me see if I understand so far where we've been, and then we'll go somewhere else. Um, right. As I understand it, you believe that taxation is integral to civilization. And well, yeah, I always believe it's innate, but I, I don't believe it's I, – it's, it's not absolutely mandatory in, in a sense of uh, – I don't think every, every act of tax collection, most all of them throughout human history, has not been done at the barrel of a gun. But it has been done with the power of the state, and what you're arguing is that is implicit in the, in yeah. the, uh, in the very uh, uh, ways – the very mean, uh, means used of uh, – taxation right. in order for government to get its revenue. And you had said yeah. that you are against violence. You don't think it's appropriate yes. to point guns at people and take money from them. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, who's, that, who's that Mr. Brown up in Freedom, New Hampshire Ed right Brown now? Brown in need Plainfield. To, yeah. yeah, Plainfield. They need to ignore that man for now and just try to do every type of legal uh, a, a negotiating tool and in every type of way they can to, and they should have done the same thing with Randy Weaver. I, mm-hmm. David Koresh is, is so uh, that they, it got that gets to be a point where he was uh, abusing like children, perhaps. Is it? And he he was uh, oppressing other human beings, so that gets to be more complicated. But I still think they overdid it. Right, I agree with you. Yeah. On, I, bo- I agree with you on yeah. both of those counts. Now, if okay, so if you're against violence, uh, if you're against pointing guns at people, take uh, taking money from them. Then are you also against threatening violence against others? Uh, oh, uh, sure. That's a criminal uh, for individual citizens. That's a criminal. That can be a criminal act. If I uh, but for the government, yeah. it's not criminal. For the government, it's okay in your mind. I I suppose what I'm saying is uh, and, you know, I, I'm not uh, like I say, I I'm probably completely anti-libertarian on this. Uh, uh, I'm saying that it's implicit. But that does not make it unconstitutional to me. I do not. I'm not. Uh, but uh, and we're just it, talking whether it's it right or make, wrong. Yeah, it is a right or wrong. It's a, it's your thought. I suppose to, to keep civilization going, it's necessary. <laughs> so violence you, to is keep necessary. Progressing, it's necessary. You, you sound like you're hedging a little bit, Brian. So what yeah. you're saying is it's wrong to do it as an individual, well, but I, I, really you're saying it is acceptable for the government to do just what an individual should not do. Well, say for the say for the highway fees to take Daniel Webster Highway and other, other roads, and once you get into Massachusetts, you get more pay tolls. I would much rather have the government collect those taxes than any private corporation or buy up that land well, I'd or like that to point section out, of the freeway. Mark, you wanted to bring up a, po- a point yeah. about corporations, didn't you? Well, yep. um, I, I did want to point out that we think that uh, you know, I think that corporations uh, are a, a bad thing. Um, that they're uh, you know a government created uh, file folder that really protects people from 
their own actions. Yeah. Like, you Something know, like if, 64% of corporations pay not one penny in federal income tax, apparently. They, well, you know, corporations, no yeah. corporations pay tax. They pass all their costs on to customers. So anytime a, cor- yeah. a corporate tax is increased, it just uh, gets passed down the line in, in an increase in the, the retail price of whatever products they're selling. And, so but but I think that uh, more importantly, you know, uh, I, you can think of uh, all kinds, I can think of all kinds of examples, but um, when a corporation, say, pollutes the ground and the corporate officers are able to get away without, you know, they, they shut down the corporation, corporation, they declare bankruptcy. Jack Welch and GE regarding the Hudson River, what they did to the Hudson they, River They area. walk away from it. And yeah. so it, it allows people, the people that are in charge of the company, to avoid personal responsibility. And libertarianism yeah. is very much about personal responsibility. So sure. we don't okay. be- really believe in corporations. We do, on the other hand, believe that every man is um, sh- should be and is allowed to profit from his own labor. So, right. um, you know, there may very well be important, uh, you know, big businesses in libertarian land, um, you know, yeah. big companies, but those companies would be owned by a man or by, um, you know, shareholders who would then bear responsibility for their actions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me just finish up with this guy, because I, I, I don't have time to go through sure every thing, issue sure of thing. Ron Paul and his website. I, you guys got to get to other calls. But I want to say that I did order the book on objectivism uh, by one of the, the people that knew on Ryan, and I'm trying to, to oh, read up be, on that. Yeah. And if I read up on objectivism, that does not mean that I'm automatically understanding libertarianism. Certainly not. Right? In fact, Ayn Rand yeah. uh, herself was sort of anti-libertarian. She okay, didn't really like the libertarians. Saying, yeah. Now, you know what? Here's what I would recommend is uh, you go to ruart.com, R-U-W-A-R-T, ruart.com, and look okay. for her book, Healing Our World. It's available free on her website, so Super there's no reason right. to not take a take a, a taste test of it because the entire right, 1990s version is there. I just, the reason I recommend that to you, Brian, is because uh-huh. she writes her book from a really caring perspective, a perspective that really is going to appeal to someone who considers themselves uh, a socialist uh, Democrat. And yeah, I gotta she say, she looks like a nice lady in all of her pictures. <laughs> she's a lovely lady. Well, she is. But, and, but just going by like the title of one of her books is The Virtue of Selfishness. That now that. That sounds like the more that that's more. Of you a mean Ayn Rand? That's Ayn Rand. That's Ayn Rand, sir. That uh, that book is Ayn yeah. Rand that you just Ayn, that you just named. Ayn uh, Rand. Ayn Rand's uh, uh, concept of the virtue of selfishness at first blush it might sound very very caustic and nasty, but she yeah. has a very deep rationale which we can't really get into on. This the is air why right I'm now. saying that Ayn Rand but is, is probably Ruart, not a good starting point for yeah. Brian. Mary oh, okay. Ruart. I think Ruart. Check check that book, Healing Our World Out. And then call us back with your thoughts. And Brian, thanks for the call right. tonight. We Thank appreciate you, it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty. You know what? I thought that went pretty well. That I thought great. that call went pretty well. Yeah, and you know, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, it's, it's just a matter of uh, you know people as far as persuasion. Yeah, concerned. persuasion. Just getting you know, just getting them to to slowly immerse um, in you know the, the the philosophies, and they usually will speak for themselves. Right. Because yeah. you know somebody like Brian. Very clearly against violence, mm-hmm. very clearly, yeah. right. yet he can't really see uh, – he's not even close to the point where he can envision a world wherein violence isn't, as he put it, necessary. Yeah. So he doesn't like violence, but yet he feels like it must be utilized in order to provide certain goods like roads and like you know schools. Right. And, and there seems to be uh, uh, some distinction that he makes between uh, violence engaged in by – a so-called legitimate entity mm. called government, which he believes would be legitimate because, well, it has to do it in order to get these things done. And you ask the question, and of therefore, the ends justify the means. Yeah, and and so you know, these are sort of these are mixes that that some people who still believe in this stuff hold on to, right? And they need to sift through this and say, look, at its core, 
principle-wise, if we were to get a gang of, of thugs on our street, a little area geographically, and go around and say, hey, we think that taking from you is okay, there would be not much difference between that and the governmental really, body of a state You're and, right. and, or town. And it just depends on the size. So the principle is what he right. needs to remember. All you have to do is, is start at an individual level and keep the principle as you scale up. So if it's a one-to-one situation where I come to your front door, gardener, and you know, demand money from you or else, yeah. um, that's unacceptable. And right. Brian would agree that that is unacceptable. Right. I think Brian would also agree that if I went next door, got Mark... And we both went over with weapons, and we threatened you and, and demanded money from you. He would also agree that that is unacceptable. Right. How it is that it becomes acceptable when Mark and Julia and I and you, four people, mm-hmm. uh, all go, or just you and Mark and, and I, three of us, mm-hmm. we all go into a little voting area and cast our ballot. Uh, and let's say uh, Mark and myself both vote for Mark. Yeah. And you vote, of course, for yourself because right. you know that Ian and Mark are going to go and vote for somebody who's going to come take They're money from take you. Money. Yep. Uh, but but we voted, so we've checked a box on a piece of paper, put it into a, a, a ballot holder, and someone's tallied those those results. And Mark is by clear, I mean, sixty six percent. He's the winner. I mean, it's a landslide, so, baby. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. you've been elected, and now Mark, you um as hey, the congratulations. <laughs> right. You now as I'm... the government are now going to go to Gardner's house and demand for uh, once again demand money. All of a sudden, that's okay. Hey, right. And no one so would good. say that the government is fair. No one would say that the government's equitable that you know that people realize well the government's flawed and everything right. but they think that it has to be done and you know that's what they the don't, next step in the thought process, what they don't right. see is that that kind of power it, it it's it's like cheese to a rat it draws the worst kind of individual that's true so you've got as the worst kind of individual which i would agree of the, of the three of us uh you've been elected <laughs> to office and now gardner's going to get angry and he's going to say i'm tired of this guy coming around taking money from me i'm tired of it and my pat my pat answer is the government supporter is going to be well you know what? You can vote him out next time. But you can't vote him out next time because me and Mark are going to vote him right back That's in again. Right. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show and you can take control of the airwaves toll free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show. By buying some stuff at our store, Free Talk Live branded merchandise and more, all there at store.freetalklive.com. In the pre-order phase, bunch of new products on there uh, on there right now for your buying convenience, including the Free Talk Live two gigabyte multi gadget. It's our best-selling item of all time. It's also limited edition. So if you want to get yourself uh, a two gigabyte MP3 player, voice recorder, flash drive. And how much did that flash drive cost you, Gardner, that you've got in your uh, your computer right now? Uh, this thing, uh, this was like uh, 25 bucks. Now, how many gigs is it? Uh, it's, uh, let me see, it's uh, one gig. So, uh, now, that doesn't play MP3s, does it? No. And it's, it also isn't a voice recorder. It's a stick. Right. Then so we've it. got two gigabytes, stick, MP3 voice recorder, FM tuner for less than 60 bucks. Right now That's at awesome. store.freetalklive.com. It's unbeatable. Uh, plus, we've also got other cool stuff like uh, the brand new Free Talk Live hoodies, two different styles, different colors. Uh, we've got the Free Talk Live free, uh, female version of our T-shirt. Also, the Free Marketeer shirt, the new Free Talk Live beanie cap, as well as the lighter bottle opener combo, and more. All of our old, older items still for sale at store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. Amplifier Line and Michael in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Michael. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, hey. sir. What's on your mind? Hey, I've got some good news out of Boston for you. 
Hmm. Okay. The, uh, you know the uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, Moon Knight <laughs> scare that they had last January? Yeah. Yes. Guys or, putting all uh, these elect- electric signs up under bridges and overpasses and stuff, freaking everybody out. Yeah, the government uh, spent 750000 taxpayer dollars to supposedly respond to this scare, this threat <laughs> of flashing <laughs> of light bright boards. They they only did the majority of that response after they found out what the boards were and right. that they were not a threat at all. Mm-hmm. Well, the two guys who planted the boards were in court today, and oh. um, they've had the charges dropped against them. Excellent. I thought they pled out. That's what I'd read. They 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 had an agreement to uh, do community service and a public apology. And I have to read this public apology to you because it's funny. Okay. So, uh, it goes, I deeply regret that this incident caused such anguish and disruption to so many people. Hmm. Okay. It's very carefully worded. It is, certainly is. Yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> You know, sorry, sorry you're, you're a so bunch sensitive. of dummies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's that's pretty good. And remember, these but are the they, same guys that were, uh, when they were being interviewed about this, they just kept talking about hairstyles. Yeah. Like the the, pub, the reporters yeah, kept trying to ask them serious questions, and all they would do is just talk about 60s and 70s hairstyles. It was hilarious. <laughs> yep, that's good stuff. Michael? But uh, So, yeah, that's that's what's going on in Boston. Good And uh, I got one more thing. Yes, I've had, sir. Uh, I'm a domestic terrorist now. How'd that happen? <laughs> well, um, I was declared a domestic terrorist by the FBI in Virginia, Alabama, and Pennsylvania. Yeah, we talked um, about this story last uh, last week. Where what's the story on that? The, well, everyone who's a libertarian, basically, Michael, you can summarize it. I'm sure. Yeah, the uh, FBI. Well, the FBI put out a pamphlet a few years back, but it really didn't get much press. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last week, somebody discovered the. Uh, State of Alabama's Department of Homeland Security has a little section on their website called Terror with Terrorism Awareness and Prevention. Okay. Where it just trains people to uh, recognize what suspicious activities are, who domestic terrorists are, how you recognize a terrorist, and what kind of suspicious people should be called into the police. All right. And uh, some of these people are like, if you see somebody with a nuclear bomb, yeah, call call the cops or whatever, because they're probably up to no good. But uh, some of this stuff was silly, like uh, people who believe in the Constitution or... Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, and some of the others, and I, I put this up, and it got some attention today. Uh, let's see. The Alabama website was saying if, if you promote a jury nullification, you might be a terrorist. Oh, wow. Amazing. Crazy stuff. Yep. And, uh, and, this, and you're right. This did surface a few years ago, and we talked about it on Free Talk Live at the time, and it was some sort of a federal publication at that time sent out to different law enforcement agencies around the country. And now uh, the, the recent iteration is state law enforcement agencies. This was the Alabama Department of Homeland Security that had published yeah. this, uh, these criteria on their website that, it, that, in a nutshell, essentially said, if you're a libertarian, you are a suspected domestic terrorist. That's wow. what it basically said. And there's also a, there's a very similar one from the state of Pennsylvania. It actually turns out that Alabama ripped theirs off from the state of Pennsylvania. Intellectual property a, uh, <laughs> Michael, we got to exactly. let you go. Your phone's kind of blipping out a little bit. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. But, yeah, that's sort of old news. I mean, the, they if you are somebody who is in an, uh, an interaction with an officer, a yeah. law enforcement officer, and you bring up the Constitution... 
then they might consider you a domestic terrorist. Well, they've just been advised to consider, um, to, yes. to, to at least warned that you may very well be one. Incredible jury nullification, unbelievable. Kind of spooky, huh? Yeah, and you know clearly that isn't that isn't the sign of somebody just making some bumbling oafish error. That's somebody saying. I've identified my ideological adversary, and I, in government, am going to label this guy because I know I'm secure in being able to use the force of government against these guys. Now, they didn't specifically use the term libertarian. They didn't yeah. come right out and say libertarians are suspected terrorists, but they did say if you are anti-government that you're a suspected terrorist. Then I must be. And, you know, I, I prefer to label myself as pro-freedom, but, I mean, the other way you could term that would be anti-government. Sure, absolutely. And I'm not violently anti-government. Right. And they sort of made a distinction as to those who were advocating violence but not, but they also blurred the lines and they blurred everybody together. And it was really just a hack job against wow. uh, against those who believe in liberty. Um, it was sad. 800-259-9231. Quick email from Adam. He says, I was thinking about conspiracy theories tonight. Am I a moment of clarity that will hopefully last me through this entire email? I figured out exactly where the conspiracy theorists have it wrong. They are correct in thinking that there are people out there who want to control their lives, to dominate all aspects of their existence. And they're also correct that many of these people are in places of power where they can achieve some or all of their goals. There are big conspiracies and secret groups that are bent on world dom domination. All of these theories have a mythical they or them who comprise the conspiracy, be they the world's bankers, the Trilateral Commission, Bohemian Grove, or the left-handed llama farmers, Local 126. The problem with the theorists is that they aren't looking deep enough. They think they've uncovered the one and only them, when in reality there are thousands of thems each with their own motivations, methods, and resources. And not only do all of the thems want, us, uh, want to control us peons, they want to control all of the other thems as well. Mm. It's almost like a free market of conspiracies, with none gaining right. enough power in order to destroy the others. Are there people in the government who traffic in drugs? Absolutely. Is the whole government in on it? Of course not. Even if they were, they'd all be fighting as to the best methods to accomplish the goal. The theorists like to think that they've found the them because it makes things easier, simpler, and more fun to rant about. But the truth of the matter is that we have to deal with the collective sum total of all of the small conspiracies out there. From a distance, and with a strong squint, it can all look like one big unified blob. The real problem is that the government is designed to hide and protect these small thems. It's not a giant dragon that we need to fight. It's all of the tiny ants crawling all over our freedoms. No matter how many you stop, there always seem to be more. Instead of killing the ants, we need to kill the queen that, stop, uh, that keeps spawning them. And queen, thy name is government. Wow. From Adam. Hmm. Sounds like a terrorist to me. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I like the way he great points logic. that out. Because yeah. there certainly are small groups of people that would like to inflict their agenda, whatever it might be, on America. And some of them are bigger than small groups, like the Parents Television Council. One could say that they have a conspiracy to control all sorts of broadcasting here in America, and one would be right about that. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. They are conspiring to grow their organization so large to the point where uh, they can conspire to have their members go to their website, fill out a web form, and send in complaints to the FCC whenever somebody says something on the airwaves they don't like. Conspiracy? Sure. Uh, but is there this one grand overarching conspiracy? That's, I mean, it's silly to believe. What we really need to understand is that there really are people that do want to control you. And they might just be your next door neighbor. Now, the good news is, 
on an individual basis, we can help convince these people that the desire to control others is unhealthy and the desire to control others will only result in you being controlled. See, that's the, uh, that's the other part, uh, the, the, un- the side effect, the unspoken side effect of those who want to control others and, and taking actions towards that end mm-hmm. is that inevitably, even if they are successful in inflicting this control over others, there will inevitably be somebody else, one of those other thems that comes along, grabs the reins of power from their hands, whether legitimately or through coup d'etat or whatever, and turns it all around on them. That turns the rules over back and uh, reverses them and then controls those who had wanted the control in the first place. So those who seek power over others will inevitably find themselves controlled. I think that's a fundamental fact that people need to understand. Hour number three is coming up, and you can take control of the airwaves. It's kind of, it's a good kind of control. We're, we're letting you do that. It's private property, and you can do that. Hour three is coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features completely free. We give them away. That again, freetalklive.com. By the way, uh, somebody had asked during uh, in our Amplifier-only chat room during the break about what happened to my MySpace profile because it just disappeared off of their top eight on MySpace. And it did? I deleted it today. Okay. You did, uh, yeah. Just, any any reason? Just just tired of it. it. Just uh, well, okay. When uh, do you have a MySpace account? I do. Partner? Okay. Yeah. Then those for those of you that don't know, MySpace is this uh, hugely popular social networking site where everybody can create their own profile for themselves and fill it out with whatever personal information that they want to. I think it may have jumped the shark. Inclu- oh, it's, it has jumped the shark for sure at this point. It's de- it is on the decline in its popularity, and I would say one of the reasons why is because the, there's a huge problem with spam. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And this was my number one reason for leaving. Now, the Free Talk Live profile is going to stay up until further notice. I, haven't, I have no intentions of taking that down. I think I'm linked to that one. But, yeah. but basically, um, with my personal... See, I have my Free Talk Live profile, and then I had my personal profile. Right, yeah. And, you know, with my personal profile, since I was linked to the Free Talk Live profile, and a bunch of people had seen the Free Talk Live profile, inevitably they came and clicked on me, and they wanted to add me as a friend. Mm-hmm. That's what you do on MySpace. You go and you ask people to be your friends, and you can send messages and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so when somebody would, as a public persona, the guy run, who runs Free Talk Live, uh, you don't want to say no to somebody who wants to join your little personal profile. Right. So inevitably, every single person that sent a friend request, I would approve. And that would go into my little friends area. And by uh, today, I, I took a look and I had 500 plus friends on yeah. my personal account. Right. Well, as it turns out, a good chunk of these uh, people. Yeah, they're that, bogus. Right. A good chunk of these people that want to add you as a friend are actually some, robots. Right. Some hot girl that sends you nothing but uh, you know sex. Sites. They're not even hot. They're not even hot girls. They're just. Average I wish people. I could post my pictures here, but I really, if you click on this site, you'll see more. There's so much. There's just so many different uh, types of uh, spams out there. Yeah. But anyway, I can't 
I personally could not possibly take the time to send a message to everyone that wants to be my friend on MySpace and say, hey, just checking to see if you're real. Yeah. You know, and then, okay, then they're okay, they're real. So then I can go ahead and say yes to them, but I have to say no to the other people. It's either all yes or all no's, and I don't want to go all no's. So at this point, I'm tired of seeing the spam all over my comments, so I've yanked my account. I'm done. Well, Sorry about that. Yeah, it's disappointing. I, I I understand what you're talking about with MySpace. I must not be the only one, though, because yeah. like you said, Mark, it's dropping off. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, see, with my MySpace, it's I do it mainly for music, for bands. And then I go in and I'll, I'll listen to the bands, or I have, like, I'll, I'll have a little recorder and I can record them in mono, you know, sort of like Got taping it. them off the off the radio in the old days. So you and, don't have uh, the same problem that yeah, I Yeah, generally, but I see the stuff all the time. And I'm like, but it's, oh, all over one, our, it's all over our Free Talk Live account. I mean, yeah. almost every comment on there is spam. And I can't turn it on to to approve every comment. I just don't have time for that. No, you don't. Yeah. So, and, yeah. so I mean, that, it makes me want it makes me want to get rid of the Free Talk Live account, but that one I'll leave up because we've got the, this little thing that plays the last episode whenever you go to the page, and mm-hmm. the page itself is okay and it's got decent information on it, but. Just tired of it. It's tough so to there manage. you go. Yeah. And it's a, it's a uh, the Free Talk Live page is a public page. Right. People don't have to be your friend to get any kind of advantage on the page. Right. It's just a way to collect friends, really. So you wouldn't even have to approve friendship. I, I'll do that. That doesn't take long. You right. just mass approve friends to the to that account. And mm-hmm. I've already turned off emailing. Uh, oh, I made it, it so off. people can't email the Free Talk Live account, and they can't email. They can't oh, email save me you a lot of time. through MySpace just because I was getting spam emails just, too. Just lots them, of them. You know, they'll know they can go to the Free Talk Live website. They can do it through email there. Through That's there. fine. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phone calls. You can take control. Let's go to Jimmy in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jimmy. Hey guys, what's hey. on your mind? Uh, well, about that MySpace stuff. You, you know, you got to you got to report those fake profiles. There's a little. I don't have time for it, man. Page. I don't have time. There's so many of them uh, that they're, they're, I just don't have time to spend in my space trying to help them run their system better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. My actually. time is valuable. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I have to, I have to say, just to, to interject, uh, especially when you work in radio or anything that's really, really time-sensitive, you become, I don't know if you guys, it happens with you guys, but you become a master, you become a master at maximizing your time down to, like, the microsecond. If you know that you've got 30 seconds to do something, you, you can multitask and do all these different things at the same time. So for me, actually going in, like, if I get a spam MySpace thing, it's from some girl, Alicia, you know, and she's got short, and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Wait a minute, that picture is exactly like another picture that I was like, you know, it's gone. And if it's something I don't recognize, unless I've solicited it, I'm not even going to bother. I'll I'll just forget it because I, yeah. if just to click on the picture is too much of my time. But it's it's on the way out anyway, Jimmy. I mean, so this is just I'm just one of many who's fed up with MySpace and have said screw it. Yep, it's yeah, MySpace know, and AOL uh, you're now. Right about that, you know, they they need better systems of making sure that robots can't register for stuff like that. I mean, like. But now, to be free... fair, to be fair, we did utilize a robot to to uh, make the Free Talk Live account more popular. So we're guilty of of using a robot. However, what we did was we went to certain groups on MySpace and like interest uh, interest groups that we thought would agree with us, like marijuana legalization, uh, gay rights, uh, you know. Uh, the, libertarian groups as well and we we targeted those individuals with a uh, with a message that just simply invited them to check out our profile and learn more um, but yeah. but i mean the spam has has just gone crazy to where the comment sections are just loaded up with spam spam messages coming in left and right um, so I don't know if that's quite as spammy as what some of the other people are doing here. I don't personally think it well, is. I don't necessarily think so. If if you if you come right off the bat and you say you know right up front 
this we, this is what we're about. This is what this message is about. We're friend, we're trying to become friends with you because right. we believe we have a common interest. Whereas you know these spam bots that we're talking about, they just create a profile and they try to friend you and they try to look like just some random other person. Yes. But if you look really close at their profile, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. they're trying to go. And then they no. post a comment about penis bills. You know? Yeah, they're right. like, oh yeah, come come see my webcam at this right. other website. Now there's these robots out there on uh, the, the Yahoo Instant Messenger that want to talk dirty to you. Have you yeah. ever seen these? What are those about? Oh, why why do they exist? That. That's weird. Uh, I, 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 I ask them strange questions in order to get them to, uh, you know, to see what they say, just, <laughs> just for fun. But um, wait, I thought you valued your time. You're uh, talking to robots. No, no, that's that's Gardner and Ian. <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting here on a bum looking at weird pictures of the internet while I talk to you. Um, no, I, you know, I just like to see what's going on. But I, the, the Yahoo I am, I can't figure out what the profit motive is. I've never taken taking it to the end and talking dirty to one of these things because it seems kind of sad and pathetic. <laughs> but, uh, Inevitably, they'll give you a website link. You think so? Like, come well, see my that, pictures that, here. That may be the case, or you know what it could be? It could be some prankster because like, the, the software that does the AI for that stuff is mm-hmm. freely available. It's, it's an open source project. It's called Alice. Okay. And, but, uh, you, you, can, you can get that software and run it right from your own computer. Now, wait a minute. What, so is, I, what is Alice? It's it's an, it's um, I, If I'm remembering what it, uh, the, the one that it's actually... Yeah, it's Alice. It's a... It's a it's an artificial intelligence you can install on your own personal computer to talk to other people using your instant message account. You know, like if you wanted to leave the room for a couple of minutes or something like that, and you didn't want your, you know, your lonely, depressed friend to think that you'd left them or something like that. You just put it on <laughs> to so talk to them while you're gone or something. Talk but dirty to like, him. it could, it could just be some, you know, person sitting at home, you know, in his parents' basement. He's 45 years old or whatever, and he's, uh, you know, getting his jollies off of, you know, messing with. It people. could be. You're right. It could be anything. That's, yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, there, there's always a possibility for a profit motive there, but that's not necessarily the case. Well, I wonder how many of these do you get, Mark. Um. Oh, it's it's happened a few times. Uh, uh, just a few times, maybe a half dozen times since I've been on the internet uh, and had a Yahoo uh, oh, okay. account. Because so, I don't get them. Okay. So if, if it gets really bad, you can actually get a plug-in for if you're using like some of those uh, some of those multi IM products. You can get plugins that do like a, a challenge. To the to the robot and says, you know, if you're really my friend, the first thing it does is before it even pops up the message on your screen, it says, it says to them, if you're really my friend, you'll type my first name. Yeah, and I was then, actually uh, just being told about that uh, via um, via one of my producers here, and uh, you know that sounds pretty good. I didn't spot that option when I was poking around. Maybe I just didn't look close enough because my general attitude was ah. I've had enough of this this afternoon, <laughs> yeah. so I just I just got rid of it entirely. Maybe I'll go and recreate an account. I don't see that it's that beneficial to I, I, like. There was a time when I felt like MySpace was beneficial yeah, to the show. I don't feel that way about it. And we were growing um, via MySpace. I don't see that happening anymore. I'm on. I, I limit my time on MySpace because I feel like it's a time sucker. Yeah. And I, I limit it to once a week. And. I, I don't even get plenty. that many messages Jimmy, anymore. thanks for the call. Thanks for the info. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. You can bring in whatever's on your mind. Hey, still to come, we never got to your coal story, Gardner. Oh, so right hopefully on. we'll talk about coal. I know, that's really exciting, right? Coal. Well, it's Gardner yeah. talking about it. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, that's if Gardner's got something to say about it, it'll be good. Okay. We hope. Now we've really built it up. More coming up. <laughs> Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring in whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com. The Shrine of Female Listeners awaits. Dozens and dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photo. 
to prove that they listened to the show. Now, we've actually updated the shrine a couple of times without much fanfare. A couple of our uh, ladies have sent in updated photos, and I've just sort mm. of put them up in their place because that's what they had requested me to do. Uh, but really, I, I we haven't had a new shrine submission for about a month or so. Yeah, I was now. thinking about that on the way over, and I thought, wow, you know, the shrine is just one of the neatest ideas. It's a great idea, and the women there are so cool. They're just, they all look really hip and and with it they're we, just really neat and they're of all ages too which is yeah. which is mm-hmm. also really cool yeah. oh, so congratulations to those of women. women absolutely get in touch with me so shrine.freetalklive.com <laughs> gets you to it wouldn't it be great to have an ex-narcotics officer be your personal coach to keep you from getting busted with marijuana go to nevergetbusted.com to view clips of the recently released dvd that has gained world attention nevergetbusted.com let's go to the phones and to the fun the amplifier line to paul in maryland you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. Hey, guys. I'll try to make this quick. Um, do, you, do you recall the, the fabulous radio show you guys had with, when you had a, um, a situation occur with the gentleman at the police, BBS? Yeah, oh, the yeah. Law Enforcement Forum was uh, that show, yes. Okay, and then during, during that segment, um, uh, Mark was, like, really on the Constitution, and, and in the end you said something to the fact that you know, I don't rely on the Constitution. Do you recall saying that? Sure, yeah, I don't rely on the Constitution. It's just a piece of paper written by a bunch of men a couple hundred years ago. I go by what's right and wrong. Okay, and, and, and I do as well, but this is what I suggest today. What I suggest today is that the, uh, the Constitution is nothing more than an agreement between us and the government. And if, if you and I had an agreement, if Paul and Ian had an agreement, mm-hmm. and, and I went outside the agreement, you, would, you should have a recourse, right? You should. Right. Okay, well, we don't apparently have a recourse today to go, you know, to go and, and, and seek a grievance against the government. Right, well, that's because we don't have an agreement. Okay, then what is the Constitution to you? Piece of paper written by some guys a couple hundred years ago. See, Where's the agreement yeah, between here, me and them? Here you get into the idea that you give your tacit approval that you will live under the uh, guise of the Constitution uh, if you're living in the United States of America. And that's that's sort of tough for a lot of people, uh, and I think particularly for you, Ian, to accept, uh, to accept that concept, to, to say, well, because I live here means that I've given my approval to the Constitution. I didn't sign the Constitution, nope, you might say. Certainly right? didn't. Yeah. So I don't know if that uh, – does that cast any, any, any better light on the subject? Yeah, it does. But let me ask you this, Ian. Is there anything in the Constitution that you like? Well, the Constitution is a document that, that created the government, supposedly. And uh, it, it essentially sets out – it doesn't tell you what your rights are. It simply tells uh, the government what your rights are and that they should not be violated. Uh, of course, there's no penalty for them violating the, your rights, uh, as you pointed out. So really, um, there's not much – I mean, I like some of the concepts as far as the right to bear arms and the right to uh, freedom of speech. And, and I like the outlining of all those rights, but you know, it's, it's, a gov- it's a document that creates a government, and I myself am completely opposed to the concept of government because it's a coercive agency with, with a monopoly on force, and okay, okay. I can't support that. Okay, would you say that the Constitution was a document to try to limit and control government? It sure was. They tried. Okay. They really okay. did. With that said, and we can come to that agreement, the, you guys were talking about just, just recently the um, private, you know, privatization of, of you know, personal business, meaning that if, if you and I were to do business, what, what right is it of the, go- the government to come in and get involved in our business? Right. Indeed. 
Okay, well, what I believe what's happening now is that there there are so many people out here, and, and I'm one of them. I'm, I'm, I have to side with Mark. I, I, I back the Constitution, and I believe in it just because of the intent to lip, limit and, and try to control government. I used to be like you, Paul. I used to be a constitutional guy uh, through, through and through, for sure. And then I just came to the realization that it's not an agreement, so I can't. Well, well no, no I, I have to agree with you there as well. But th- th- for the mass people out there that, that don't even think this in depth about it, right? The 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 writing is on the wall. It, 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 tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if any one of you three disagree with this. That when that police officer got into an argument with with Mark about, um, well, the Constitution should should be rewritten. We're in a different era. The bottom line is this. It hasn't been rewritten. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and two, if all these state agencies, these homeland securities, are saying that if you mention any parts of the Constitution, you're now a domestic an enemy. Yeah, an enemy. Come on. This, this country is being taken over. That's sure is. That's, it's Paul. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Paul, that's one of the things that really ticks me off the most about this. I can, in the abstract, argue as Ian does and agree with Ian that the Constitution uh, is is not legitimate, legitimately uh, applicable to those people who have not signed it. Uh, some people can make the abstract argument that if it creates a government that is a limited government that is supposed to allow for uh, checks uh, and in uh, against attacks by others, then it would be acceptable to all. But let's just say that I don't necessarily think that the Constitution goes far enough in reducing the size of government, or I don't think it applies to me because I didn't sign it. One of the things that really annoys me is we're dealing with people who are supposed to be swearing an oath to uphold that document. Mm. That's why we can use this against them, because they are such massive hypocrites that they don't even want to bother when they say, oh, I'll uphold America, the United States, the U.S. Constitution, and they're empty totems to these pinheads. Mm -hmm. They could care less. They use it as toilet paper, and they try to use it to maintain their power. So we'll use it against them because the Constitution, as you say, as it is written, if they are to accept it, it is very restricting on the power of government, and it bothers them when we bring Uh, it up. But then you get to the issue of interpretation of the Constitution. So you may have somebody that will come right out and say, yeah, I think it should be rewritten. These are new times. But then there are others who will say, well, you know, it just depends on your interpretation. And according to my interpretation, then this means that the government can control guns. And this means that the government can do this. Well, this clause, if you take this to the interpretation. So then, you know, does it really matter what your interpretation is? Because, Paul, your interpretation isn't the one that's being used in Washington, D.C. But, but that goes back to what you were saying, what's right and what's wrong. See, the, the more tools that we have, and that's what I believe the Founding Fathers were, were trying to accomplish, mm. was that the more tools that we have, meaning that somebody can sense the, between, the, between right and wrong. And the Constitution is, the, is one of those tools. Now, the, the reason why I bring this up is because, mm. if the, if, if the, to me right now, the governments, and I, I speak federally and, and locally, Right now, they do not that to, to, that document does not exist to them. It's a dead letter, right? It's a dead letter, and if the mass majority understood that that's how they think, there would be an uprising. However, they have to subtly put this out there to see, like the Alabama website, see how quick it went down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to see what's going, how the how the American people. It's a test. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting postulate. That's very interesting. 
Uh, and, you know, there are enough of us out here to cause these guys enough problems. They don't like to face us in the public arena. And, and it, particularly here in New Hampshire, when these guys are running for president, we get to ask them these questions all the time. And what really bothers me is there are media resources that could pay attention to this stuff. And it's just as they media don't. a story as any. And they don't. They right. don't. And, you know, I agree with you, Paul, that uh, the American people have a reverence, a certain reverence for the Constitution. But the problem is when you try to use the Constitution, I've run into this so many times, and thank you for the call. The problem is when you try to use the Constitution as your defense for mm. your position, they just take that those same words, interpret them differently, yeah. and use that same document as their defense for big government. I mean, look at the, the Supreme Court. They've spent the last couple hundred years just... Ignoring the general welfare clause, the interstate commerce clause, more on the way you take control. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, you'll know first if you're on the updates list, and you can get on it for free by going to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates. .freetalklive.com. I was a little late in sending out uh, an update. I was supposed to do it over the weekend. just was so busy. Uh, but I announced our newest radio station, WSTP VR update today. And mm-hmm. we are going to have at least two new stations to announce coming up sometime probably Friday or Saturday. Awesome. Really Thank cool. you to the amplifiers. Thank you to the amplifiers uh, for contributing via the AMP program, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But also thanks to those of you who have taken the time, and you don't have to be an amplifier to do this. All you have to do is have a phone. Uh, those of you who have taken the time to call your local radio stations, talk to the program director there and tell him or her that you would like to hear Free Talk Live. Or, if you already get it in your local area, tell them thanks for airing the show and maybe ask for uh, for all six nights. Yeah. So that, that that also makes a big difference. And if you want to learn more about calling your local stations, go to localfac, that's localfaq.freetalklive.com. Do you know that nine out of ten lawsuits in the world are filed in the United States? Any number of lawsuits, court orders, or greedy bureaucrats could leave you and your family penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they are experts in sheltering your wealth. You'll see that um, you'll see that KeepYourAssets.net can help you be protected against those that wish to take your assets. Let's go to the phones, ladies first. It's Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Paula. Yeah, hi, hon. Hey. Uh, there's something that came out in the news. Uh, I didn't know if y'all heard about it or not, but I don't know. We've had we haven't heard from you in a while, Paula. I thought they you. got you. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, Tom Warner had a secret meeting with the Postal Department. Uh huh. They're trying to stop the freedom of press. Time so. Warner. What, wait, wait, wait. Time Warner is trying to stop the freedom of the press. Yeah, in they, tandem they had with the post me- office. They had a secret meeting with the postal people, and they upped the amount of the postage because they were trying to stop the newspapers from coming out. And newspapers you know, aren't mailed. Not all huh? of them. Most newspapers are delivered by a guy in the back of a truck, or in the case of where I live, a little boy who walks around, little who, by the way, I think is underage as far as working is concerned. Well, there's other papers that do send out, you know, articles on your their papers in the mail. And the thing is that their thing was to 
to stop the freedom of the press. Well, I, I think that they, they probably the only time the papers get mailed is when you're sending them to somebody who's outside of the city. Like uh, a Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's a lot of newspapers. It certainly, it certainly would affect that. Are you serious, yeah. though, Paula? I mean, come on. Who would really believe that a postal rate increase was... The, that is was... exactly why they did it. Do you they know had where, a secret meeting. Do you but know they've, where been they... ra- they've been raising rates forever. They, they raise the rates every year. But this was a specific year. reason why they're doing this. It was in the, again, on the American Free Press website. Yeah. Yeah, that's a questionable source at best, Paula. Questionable. Huh? That's questionable at best. And I thought you didn't have internet access. I ha- I get the American Free Press. Oh, I see. You you get the actual paper. Yeah. Oh, I see. Guard, you mean, had a question. I, but people were calling no, in from all over the country. The rep said that they were calling in from everywhere, saying people weren't getting their newspapers that they were getting by mail. Uh-huh. I mean, this was happening to not only them but other papers too. Well, okay, so why is it you think this is going to kill the freedom of the press? Why? They, um, they said, I mean, they, they don't like the people getting the truth. I so think but, that's what the whole thing is. But you're saying is. they're trying to make it too expensive for these small papers to send their stuff out, and how would yeah, they? But even, it would be bigger papers, too, because a lot of people order papers by the mail. But Paula, yeah, but the bigger papers aren't going to be affected Paula, by Paula, all, all they have to do is raise their subscription rates a few cents a, a, few cents a year, and they've got the extra money to cover the, yeah, the shipping. Yeah, you'd have to pay more, okay? So, so in other words, that would drive people. people so the would, and that would, would be drive, higher on the newspapers also. And that would drive people to the Internet. See, Paula's... Uh, she, she, I mean, she knows the Internet exists, but I don't think, Paula, you really understand. Do you, have you ever been on the Internet before? Oh, yeah. You have? How no. much? How much time do you would you say you've spent on the internet? Uh, I don't know. I go down to a friend's house and get one. But uh, would you they, would you say that the freedom of the press is restricted on the internet? Uh, I think that they do try to take people off the internet when they have a chance. Yeah. Well, there are there have been some people that yeah. have uh, been taken off the internet, but yeah. no one who would uh, who would be considered the press. I mean, there have been you know people posting threats online. I think those people have been taken off the internet. Well, the um, thing some, is, some hackers have, have been taken off the internet. Let me let me see if I can but, apply a little my my logic to this or what I'm thinking about, Paul. Is um, okay, Paul. Let's say that uh, hypothetically this uh, uh, this article is right, and the the postal service was in collusion with a Time Warner uh, to raise these rates to knock out these newspapers. Right? That would mean yep. that would mean that the postal service would have more customers sending stuff out or fewer customers sending stuff out. They would end up having fewer customers sending things out through the postal right. service. So that okay, would hurt. I mean, the bill, they said the Bilderbergers were included in this. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. But uh, thinking about there, there are a number of factors. But so that would hurt the postal service because they would have fewer newspaper consumers customers buying postage to send out their newspapers. So time. Well, the thing orders, is, the post the post department is hurting because a lot of more people are on the internet now. Right, mm-hmm. exactly, and that's exactly what I'm is, saying. Though, that's they exa- want to stop look, the press. They but, but, want to stop the papers but, from coming out to people. But the, the, I mean, the Bilderbergs are crazy. Wait, wait, you know? wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Paula, the point, the point that I'm trying to make is if Time Warner is trying to knock out competing newspapers and drive people away and go to the Internet because subscription rates would have to be increased when the postal rates go up, then the Postal Service, what is the number one competitor for the Postal Service? The Internet. 
Yeah. So the Postal Service would be driving people to its number one competitor. Yeah, they're it's not, not in their kill, best interest. I mean, it's not going to kill freedom of the press. It's just going to make it more expensive to send uh, send things through the mail, which yeah, is what yeah, they do the every is, other though, that, year, Paula. But the cost of living is going up every day. Absolutely. And That's pretty true. Soon, people won't be able to afford to even get it. The only thing I you don't can get say papers. Is that, I don't subscribe to papers because it's a, it's a, just a waste of money as far as I'm concerned. You know, I, well, I'd, I'd have to say, Paula, they're, they're probably just... Being greedy and wanting more money to run their little yeah. organization. Yeah, they're sick. The Bilderbergers are sick. Oh, I, well, I no, think the Bilderbergers probably are sick. <laughs> but I'm not sure they're in charge of the post office. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, about the thing that. is, uh, get on the uh, get on the website for Mega Free and the articles there. Okay, all right, but okay. Uh, but here's the well, only thing I, I just wanted to add. To be fair, you could hypothetically say that the postal service was willing to take a chance to lose all these subscribers and lose even more money because every time they lose money, they get bailed out somehow by the federal government. Well, they're government. losing customers quite a bit because even right. one. Okay, we have you know here. what, Paula? There's actually some real news behind. Like your story is partially true, but uh, you, you don't quite have well, it, uh, it. Just I, check into it. Just check into it. I will, and you know what? We're going to talk about it here in a moment. So stay tuned. Okay. Thank you for the call, Paula. 800-259-9231 from the Boston Globe, a you know a little bit more of a repute, uh, reputable uh, news source than the American Free Press. American Free Press may be quoting them. Uh, the smaller magazines across the country, such as The Nation, American Spectator, and The New Republic, could end up getting a bad case of what postal officials call rate shock. The cause is the USPS's dubious plan to raise the price of mailing periodicals come July 15th. The nation says its cost could jump by $500,000. But this isn't just whining about the rising cost of doing business. This is a clash pitting big-time publishers against small journals that enrich the public debate far more than their modest budgets suggest. The new rate increase is based on a plan devised by Time Warner. So again, factoid, hmm. part of what she's saying is true. The mammoth publisher of more than 100 magazines, including Time, People, and uh, Fortune. Not surprisingly, Time Warner's plan is generally considered fair to the kind of large circulation magazines that Time Warner publishes. But smaller magazines say this plan would force them to pay a higher percentage increase than large magazines. More troubling is the fact that the Postal Service itself proposed a different plan that would have spread the increases more evenly so that small publishers would have paid less. But the service's board of governors, appointed by the president, opted to go with a modification of the Time Warner plan, delaying implementation until July so the Postal Service and publishers would have time to adjust to the new plan's complex pricing. So this is more than just them increasing the regular first-class mail rates. They're increasing magazine rates as well, and apparently mm -hmm. there's some some unfairness well, that going sense. on here. That now, makes sense. you know what? It, it'd be easy to feel sorry for these magazines, but hey... You do business with a monopoly gang, and you get what you get. And in the case of doing business with this particular monopoly gang, this monopoly gang happens to favor uh, big corporations over the little guys. So are you Wake shocked up. and surprised when the big corporations get the breaks and the little guys get the uh, the extra rate increases? Where's Lysander Spooner when you need him? But it just costs so much to send through the other services. I understand that, Mark, but that my point still remains. You deal with the, the monopoly... You get screwed eventually. But the monopoly screws up the marketplace. That's exactly right. right. More coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about this in your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features for free. Though we would like you to support the show on a voluntary basis by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier 
as have done about 380 of our listeners uh, for as little as three bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. You know, those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you five, six, seven bucks a month just to get into their websites. We give you all the content up front for free and simply say you like it all, you like the show, help support us, send us three bucks a month. Do it at amp.freetalklive.com. Learn more about the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The money doesn't go to paychecks. It goes right back into promoting the show. It gets the show on more radio stations. Like we we had four new stations sign on last week, which is unprecedented in the show's history. We've never had that many stations in one week, and we just had a new one sign on today, as a matter of fact. And all of this... All of this can be directly traced to the amount of money that we've got uh, coming in for AMP. And thankfully, it keeps going up, which is a good thing. That's great. Um, and you get some perks. You get access to the AMP-only call-in-line uh, chat room and forum. All of the details at amp.freetalklive.com. We make it easy. You can either do it out of your PayPal account, out of any major credit card. And there's some alternative methods, uh, methods as well. But really, you sign up. You don't think about it again. And you help Free Talk Live every single month. Spread the message of freedom and liberty. Amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones and to the fun, it is Mike calling from Ireland. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great. Sorry, What's on uh, your mind? My, my connection might be a little bad, obviously. It sounds I'm all, all right, actually. A little far away. Go ahead. <laughs> um. All right. Um, yeah, I was just calling to uh, um, make your audience aware of uh, the new Patriot Act bill for Ohio, the Ohio Patriot Act, which will allow um, police to arrest anybody in public uh, they cannot... Uh, Prove an ID. Oh boy! That, that, wow. they, that they live in the state. And, you must um, show your papers. Welcome to exact, America. Exactly. It was written in the papers as uh, the Gustavo Bill, but uh, hmm. <laughs> it, you know, um, I'm just. I was I was just going to say that this this whole thing contributes very strongly to the the constant uh, dialogue that we have about uh, conspiracies versus non conspiracies, and it just seems like. Whether it's a conspiracy or not, we're heading in one direction here with this fear of immigration, the fear of terrorism, which is show us your papers, we're going to inspect your business and find out who's working there. You better have your documents. And they've done an amazing job of getting so many Americans to uh, wave the flag along with these proposals to say, well, if you're a good American, you'll show your identification. And uh, there's plenty of Americans out there that say, yeah! Keep them out of here. I'm happy to show my ID. Yeah. You just tell me whatever to do, and I'll jump through all your hoops. Is this legislation that is uh, currently pending, or is this something that is on the books now? Uh, it is. It arrived on his desk this morning. The governor of Ohio. The, the governor of Ohio, and he's expected to... Uh, the passage, they believe. So, it, in this so, pre- in this legislation, if you do not show ID to anybody from the uh, to a cop uh, when when asked for it, they will arrest you. And that is correct. Are there any other things that uh, you'd wanted to hi- you'd want to highlight about this? And, uh, well, just just for the fact uh, about all the thousands of people that are going to be heading out to the beach this summer unknowingly, you know, with their uh, swim trunks on, forgot their ID at home and. <laughs> Under this law, they might be arrested. I guess they're going to learn their lessons the hard way. <laughs> why? Why might I ask? As someone who lives in Ireland, are you uh, are you from Ohio originally? Is that how you're keeping up uh, with things? Yeah, yeah. My I left in uh, 2005 as a disgruntled citizen. Basically, I uh, I don't have the strength. I didn't have the strength at the time of you guys. I was just fed up with everything that was going on in the country, so I I moved to a different place. Wow. How do you like Ireland? Oh man, it's great. It's great. I first, I, I like every, you know, U.S. person coming to Europe. I found myself living in Amsterdam off the bat, <laughs> but uh, 
you can only you can only take Amsterdam for so long. But Ireland's beautiful. It's so now, now Ireland isn't it subject to uh, the United? I mean, that's part of the United Kingdom. So aren't they subject to all the the terrorism rules over there that the the, the Parliament comes out with? Oh uh, no, no. Actually, I'm uh, I'm I'm in Southern Ireland in the in the Republic. So, yeah, they got their uh, independence, so oh. you don't have to worry too much about it there. If you were in Northern yeah. Ireland, then you'd have a, a little more to, to deal with. Of course, you have EU. Hey, can you tell us something? I know that Ireland recently uh, reformed a lot of its tax rolls, and that might have been one of the things that drew, that drew you over there and lifted a lot of regulations from businesses and that uh, other EU I thought that nations... was Iceland. Was that Ireland no, or no, Ireland? Ireland. Ireland? Yeah, they're doing in the great. top ten of uh, most financially free. Oh, okay. yeah, they've been okay. really reforming. And, and uh, I know that uh, other nations like France and other places were saying, oh, we want Ireland to increase their taxes because <laughs> we can't compete. Is that correct? That, oh, yeah, that's correct. Like, currently Ireland now has, like, a 50-year tax abatement in some regions for uh, foreign businesses to move in. Wow. 50 years of no taxes, that's a pretty big deal. So a lot yeah. of the other... Other countries are a little upset with us. Poor, poor <laughs> other countries. The poor babies. Hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. If you ever get fed up of Ireland, uh, come on over here and join the Free State Project. You know, I find it. it amazing because most of my relatives, uh, Mark and I were speaking about it earlier. My last name's Goldsmith, and it, it, uh, I went to BU, and a lot of people are Jewish at BU, right. Boston University, so everybody thinks Goldsmith's the last name. is actually English and Irish. It's one of these names like Smith or Naylor or whatever. It's a professional I sort see. of thing from... from so uh, it's not and, Jewish then? Yeah, right, exactly. It's not. And, and um, But it's weird because our family comes from Ireland and England, so on St. Patrick's Day, we look in mirrors and yell at ourselves for our own oppression and, and terror. But um, uh, it's interesting to think that our relatives came over, some of them from Ireland, and now it's kind of interesting to think about going back. Going back, yeah. It's bizarre. Well, I think there's still a good chance here in New Hampshire as far as freedom is concerned, and I'm I'm willing to stick it it out. Let's go to the phones, talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist on the Amplifier line in Tennessee. Hey, Gene. Hello. I heard you guys talking about my favorite newspaper, American Free Press. Okay. I'll put I'll put my American Free Press up against any newspaper out there. I've been a subscriber since before it was the American Free Press. It was the Spotlight. I think I've been a subscriber on and off for about 30 years, and I've seen stuff that they they would report in that paper that doesn't get reported on in the mainstream press for like six or eight months later, but eventually they do pick it up. Maybe I'm confusing them with somebody else. I thought that uh, I thought that this was an organization that had sort of a white separatist tinge to it. Is that or you know, not? Is that not the case? They've been painted with that brush, but they don't. I have never ever seen a white separatist ad, or uh, well, I think I've seen some ads, you know, in the in the in the. Uh, uh, ads, but you mm-hmm. get goofy ads in all kinds of papers. But they have never had a white separatist bent in their uh, in their articles. They've always been pro freedom, pretty much. I mean, you know, they go for the immigration thing, just like Ron Paul mm-hmm. does. Ron, Ron Paul's article is printed in there on a on a monthly basis, I gotcha. believe. The, se- and, the Texas um, Straight Talk. Pardon? Texas Straight Talk. No. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the one that, that it is. And uh, they've got other good writers in there, and they do cover the uh, Bilderberg meetings and stuff in there, which are extremely interesting meetings, the, the uh, movers and shakers in the world. And uh, they uh, have their, their man who manages to usually break in somehow. He doesn't break in necessarily, but he manages to either sneak in or get uh, inside information from people that are serving tables or whatever in there, and sometimes they'll smuggle out some of the documents. And uh, they do some real reporting instead of like the uh, 
newspapers today that all they do is just report what they get off the wire. There you and, go. Uh, uh, and they were the first. Maybe I was mis- maybe I was misinformed. I guess just because I mean they've got some questionable advertisers. Um, but and, and you should take every every news uh, everything you read in the news with a grain of salt. If I wasn't clear on that, then I apologize. Well, that's true. I, there there are some things in there that I disagree with. Of course, I disagree with everything a little bit. But they've they've been anti income tax since the the seventies. They've uh, exposed how phony the income tax is. They've been anti war all this time. They've been anti. Uh, Iraq War, anti um, uh, Afghanistan War. Good to know. So they're a good paper. Gene, thank you for uh, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. So there you go. So Gene, uh, Gene's a subscriber apparently. Uh, apparently, maybe we, we should give it a second look. Yeah, maybe so. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Gardner, we uh, just oh, time yes. to summarize the coal story. What's that all about? Uh, the coal story. Let me grab because I doubt one here we'll have it for you. next week. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, anybody who is familiar with is anybody here or in the audience, uh, if you're familiar with the rural electrification program, isn't that what Johnson was using back in the sixties yeah. to make, get, give it's, the hillbillies it's power? It's a humongous boondoggle. It was started by Rosa. In 1935. And about our, 45 seconds. Okay. Uh, essentially, what's going on is the uh, Office of Management and Budget wants to end loans for new power plants and limit loans to transmission projects in most rural areas. But the powerful National Rural Electric Cooperative Association deployed 3,000 members on Capitol Hill last week to push Congress to keep the program intact. And guess what? It will remain intact. We are going to continue to give extra low loans to rural areas so they can supposedly get electricity. And it was all started to help farmers and coal people. Uh, yeah, but now it's now it's all the rich people that want to go live out in the middle of nowhere think they deserve to have power and deserve to have water and all those other things at, your, at your dime. Proof yeah. that, that no government program ever goes away. Oh, man. There sure you go. But we're going away for now. We'll be back tomorrow night. It's been Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. We'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.